I was born early, Lord, one frosty morn. Look away, look away, look away, Dixie Land. 
I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. No, no, and I need no, no, all of you no. to stop what you're doing and listen. Look, even before I say good morning to you, and by the way, good morning, so it wasn't before. Um, there's a story going around, and I have no idea if it's true or not. But if it is, God help us all. Over the weekend, our fearless leader... Joe Biden. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Personally, I think you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, uh, me too, Sean Connery. Uh, the, the leader of the free world, 
Joe Biden. I'm going to get in trouble with my my staff. Yeah, go ahead. But I yeah. pretend that uh, you didn't answer you. Uh, met with the Pope. And it was like almost a two-hour meeting, which is unheard of. By the way, Catholics are upset. Oh, how dare you meet the Holy Father when you've been told you can't take communion, all this bullshit. Hey, hey, hey. You allowed your damn priest to molest kids for hundreds of years. Get over the Joe Biden taking communion. What you should be upset about is if this rumor is true or not. The rumor is Joe Biden, while meeting with the Pope, pooped himself. Whoops-a-daisy. Now, now, the press that's traveling with him says, no, the accident we're talking about was in the motorcade. And we'll talk about the motorcade here in just a second. About this global summit that's happening right now in Glasgow, which is completely ridiculous. But the rumor is, is Joe Biden shit his pants. Dear God, let this be true. Please. Let this be true. Oh, Jen Psaki, look, look, the story's out. She's got COVID. She's tested positive. I don't think she's positive. She's fully vaccinated. She's got the boosters, all that shit, and she still somehow got it. I know. This vaccine is supposed to be fucking fail-proof. I don't think she can do her job because she's still laughing. She's still laughing at the fact that Joe Biden shit his pants. Come on, man. Joe. Joe, Joe. Come on, man. No, you're not a child anymore. You are not allowed to poop your pants. You ain't cool unless you pee your pants. See, no, no, that's not true. No, I, Joe, you can't pee your pants either. Good God almighty. How dare you? I know, in front of the Pope, too. Ratburger says, once again, Joe's the shittiest person ever. Uh, Brady Kid, first one here this morning, says, good morning, Brady Kid. I hope that you have an extra, extra special day today. Kale says, damn you, Brady, beat me by six minutes. She says, first of the month, got to get her Dutch Brothers. Got to get that sticker up at like three o'clock in the morning traveling. Stray Fire says, Monday, it's like deja vu all over again. Yep, Douglas, good morning. Hi, Mama says, happy Monday, ass, new shift at work. I can play the whole first game now, LOL. Awesome. Mark in Detroit says, good morning. Adam J says, buenos dias. Christopher says, happy November. The Butterball hotline won't know what hit him. Goddamn right. We're going to be calling Butterball a lot this month, some bitches. By the way, I'd have to say Friday was one of the greatest crank calls of all time. When we got poor Vinny in trouble for asking for a cadaver from the morgue in Pennsylvania. Oh, if you haven't heard it, please go back to ArnieRadio.com. Pull up Friday's show, which we will be talking about the ending here in just a second. Because some of us, me, are still a little pissed off. Um, let's see. Christmas tree goes up today, Braddy Kid? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I, look, I, 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 I don't make any rules. The only, the only room that I'm in control of is my studio, and that's only because, well, I'm the only one who uses the room. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if that fucking tree went up today. Douglas says, too soon. Kale says, no, it doesn't, Braddy. Not until after Thanksgiving. We need to normalize celebrating one holiday at a time. Yeah, keep trying, boys. 
Brady says it the best. Y'all are lucky I take I take it down. It did stay up once until March. I'm not making that up. Uh, Doe says Kale knows what's up. Uh, what beach did you visit in Tahoe? <laughs> Looked like Kings Beach. I I don't know who that is. It wasn't me. Uh, let's see. Uh, Alicia says good morning, y'all. Charles says good morning. Haven't been on in a while. After seven years being together, my wife has decided she wants a divorce. So I've been hiding lately, hopefully. Oh, Charles, I'm so sorry to hear that. By the way, one of my jokes of the day today is why are divorces so expensive? Because they're fucking worth it. Charles, if you need anything, please feel free to write me, my friend. I, I'm sorry you're going through this, my buddy. Uh, Kale says, Jen Sucky has COVID. That bitch will be out of service for a couple weeks. Glad we don't have to hear her voice. Uh, I heard a story of him pooping himself from someone else close to the White House. This is the story if it's going on. Uh, that story is mostly false, which means it's pr- partly true. Maybe it was just a shark. He pulled an Arnie. Well, he didn't get French fries in the position. Uh, she can't do her job anyway. That's Kale. Red, white, 530 says, dude, he's telling LBJ, hold my coffee. <laughs> I uh, hit a beef with you. There's a DB in Princeton. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, good morning, ass family. In front says morning. Uh, buenos dias, ogre. Uh, all right. Let's see. Uh, what else we got? Let, let, let's start. Okay, so we got the Arise. Good morning. How are you? Oh, let's, uh, let's circle back as we're talking about Jen Psaki to Friday's show, shall we? Now, look. Let me just say, I appreciate everybody sending me stories. I, I, I do. Y'all, if y'all are going to send me stories now, please, 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 I, I, I'm asking you, send them to ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. I check it throughout the show when I'm on my breaks. I don't have it on because there's a loud ding that comes in whenever an email goes in there. And no, I don't know how to turn that alert off. If I learn how to turn that alert off, then maybe I'll keep it up even more. But please don't put any more links in the Mixler board. Something happened with a story that I had. Now, now look, look. A lot of the stories you guys put up there, I have to delete because they're coming up. And if you guys put them up there and people read the story, there's no reason for me to do it. The story was about a Florida school board member. And see, I was going to actually end the show with it. You know, because we, we have this whole thing established because I'm still doing a show. I might be informing you guys. I'm not a news program. I, I, I am partially, mainly entertainment, see? And I have this whole thing built up. Everyone from see, Florida. I do that, and then... Make no mistake. Florida. And then... We have a problem in Florida. And it was a great story because it's a school board member who took, I, I think it was elementary or junior high kids, to a gay bar. That was the story. Of course I had it. I just this weekend, this weekend, I, I looked at the, uh, the it, it recently came out, the October 2021 survey of how down the middle media reports is, and that thing is skewed now because they say CNN International is right in the middle, and I'm like, fuck that bullshit. Of the 70 or so different networks and websites they sorted, I'm here to tell you, when the show gets over, this is what I do during the day. This is my job. And this is why I love doing it. It's a great job. It's my way of building something. I can't build a house. I can't build, I can't build fucking Legos. 
I can build a show. Okay? I go to roughly 40 to 46 different websites a day trying to find new and different stories. And then what I do is I I get the stories, and when I know I have enough to put an entire show together, sometimes I don't get any stories from these websites, and I spend 15, 20 minutes on each website. So the, the process goes, I take about an hour off after the show to kind of clear my head and just kind of go, and then the rest of the day, until I go to sleep at night, I'm looking for stories. Now, most of the time, it's, it's about four hours. It's about four or five hour process. But if I find stories at night, I, I put those in. And then I build the show. So I had it there. So please, if you, you want to send me a story and you want to help out, I appreciate it. I do. But what happened was is I opened that story, and I, and I saw on there FL, and I was like, please don't be that story. And as soon as I clicked on it, something happened to where my, my screen, like, popped, and my computer completely froze. And then when I came back to Mixler, it froze Mixler. So it wasn't Mixler's fault. It was my computer, and my computer shit to bed. And now, the money that I had used been used for saving for WrestleMania tickets, which go on sale in how many days? Oh, 11 days. I cannot now go to WrestleMania. The bill was $814 to get my computer ready. And everybody, I saw all the posts saying, oh, you got to stop watching porn. This computer is used for stories and Mixler. That's a rule. I have a laptop. I have a phone. I have another computer. And let me just tell you, let me just tell you, I'm I, I, I'm a tad bit pissed off and I'm bummed out because WrestleMania is coming to Texas and I was going to actually get to go to a WrestleMania. I, I don't care about who's wrestling or not. It's WrestleMania. I can no longer go because I had to fix the computer. Because I had to get back on the air. So awesome on every part. I appreciate the stories. We didn't finish the Mount Rushmore of Ookie Words, which we will finish today at the end of the show. We do have the final four. But, uh, yeah, not happy. Not a good weekend. And then the Longhorns lose. Thank God the Cowboys. Fucking backup Cooper Rush comes in last night, leads a touchdown drive with a minute left in the game. God bless that for happening. Because the Longhorns, I, I didn't even stay and watch. I, and the computer thing, I didn't get to call the game. I wanted to call the game. I wanted to be on the air. Can you imagine my meltdown against fucking Baylor? Oklahoma, we blow a 28-point lead. We blow a fucking, what, 17-point lead against Oklahoma State, and we blow an 11-point lead against fucking Baylor? So computer shits the bed. I have to spend $800. The Longhorns lose. Somebody's lucky they didn't get murdered this weekend. And then Cooper Brush, Cooper uh, Rush, whatever his name is, comes in and, and 
saves a little bit of the weekend. Thank you, Cooper Rush. I got to tell you, the two plays of the day, though, well, they, they, two players of the game. Cooper Rush did a good job. You know I'm hard on Ezekiel Elliott. I don't really like Ezekiel Elliott because I think he's a hot dog too much. That first down he got on third and 11, that was spectacular. I, I'll give credit where credit's due. And the best player on the Dallas Cowboys is Amari Cooper. So thank you, Raiders, for him. The two catches he made last night, the juggling catch, and then the touchdown at the end of the game. Cowboys are some bad motherfuckers. I just got to tell you that. And as far as Chris Collinsworth and his little question, why would they work out Dak Prescott before the game so hard if they know they're not going to play him? Hey, aren't you going to? He isn't getting hit, dumb fuck. They wanted to test it just to see if maybe he could be the emergency backup. Dummy. Chris Collinsworth is the stupidest man on television. Uh, let's see. Sark needs to start drinking again. WrestleMania fun, uh, fun for Arnie. I wish, man. Mm-mm-mm. Let's see. Uh, and fuck you, whoever put the helmets. <laughs> I'm no longer throwing axe champ because. Oh yeah, that was the other thing. Is I went axe throwing this weekend. And and usually Braddy Kid beats me. I don't know how. I guess I throw it too hard. Well, I was throwing extra hard this week, and I whooped the dog shit out of her. Goddamn. I felt like I was fucking living in the greater Northwest. Wore my overalls there, and I kicked ass. Uh, Ogre says, I give him one more season after this to recruit the right people. Otherwise, he's done. Here's the thing with Sark. I, I was talking to my cousin who I grew up going to Longhorns games with. It, and this weekend was the Halloween game. I used to always go down to every other year. We'd go down to Austin for Halloween. And it was always against Texas Tech. I always remember that game because it was always so much fun. My uncle, his dad, played for the University of Texas until he went to join the Marines and, and fought in Vietnam. Um, this is not Sark's fault. Sark barely had any time to recruit anybody, and, and I'm giving Sark a break here. This all lays on the back of Charlie Strong and that dickhead Tom Herman. Those two fucking assholes who recruited nothing but a bunch of fucking quitters. And, and, and recently I was saying they're all a bunch of quitters except Bijan Robinson. Hey, Bijan, really? You couldn't break 100 yards against fucking Baylor? It's fucking Baylor. I don't want to hear about this resurgence that Baylor has had. It's still fucking Baylor. Oh, I was heated. Heated. But, yeah, yeah, he can't have a season like this next year, Ogre. No, 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 no. No, he's got to bring in some bad motherfuckers. I, I would say he's got to land Arch Manning. He, he has to to keep his job anywhere near being safe. Uh, the catch that bounced off the defender was badass. That was awesome. That was, And that was Amari Cooper being Amari Cooper. Oh, man. I didn't realize that Henry had a broke foot. Ooh, that's not good. They're going to trade for Marlon Mack. Ooh, Tennessee was one of the better teams in the uh, AFC. Let's go over football from yesterday, shall we? By the way, tonight's Monday night game. It, don't waste your time. Tonight's game's going to suck. 
The Giants and the Chiefs. Ugh. Yuck. And what's up with Baylor fans making this gesture on third downs? It's like the Baylor rape-grabbing gesture. Baylor has, it, it's supposed to be a bear claw. It's the, it, their call, their, their yell. And they were one of the last teams to yell anything was, uh, was Sikkim Bears. That, that, that's their call, Sikkim Bears. Guns up at Texas Tech, Gigam Aggies, uh, what are the other ones in there? The horn frogs have some kind of like, it, instead of a peace sign, you put the top parts of your fingers down where it looks like a moose knuckle. SMU has the peace sign. Uh, let's see. <laughs> it's sick them, not quite rape them. But yeah, hey, Baylor, just remember that. You're still the rapiest school in Texas. Art Briles still can't get a job because of you, Baylor. Texas Tech was thinking about Art Briles, and they're like, nope. That's some baggage right there, boys. Now, uh, let's see. Uh, other game. Oh, and, and TCU, uh, their head coach is being fired. Gary Patterson, they're letting him go after 20 years. All right, TCU going to be a doormat again. Fantastic. Good job. Right before the new Big 12 starts. Awesome. Panthers beat the Falcons. Nobody cared. The Bills bouncing back, winning uh, at home against the Dolphins, 26-11. to Niners fans, are you excited that Jimmy Garoppolo had over 300 yards passing against the Bears? I mean, it, the, the Bears, I, I have to say this. I know that Detroit, it, Detroit was my lock this weekend, my underdog pick of it, the, and they got stomped. Detroit sucked. But here's the thing. Chicago spends money. That's the difference between Chicago and Detroit is Chicago spends money on their team. And the Bears are three and five. Oh, that's embarrassing. That whole division is embarrassing. I bet you the Vikings make the playoffs because that division along with the NFC East that the Cowboys are in, they aren't going to have anybody representing. Uh, Niners win. That's good for them. M. Bear is sing. <laughs> I watched a little bit of the Steelers-Browns game, and let me tell you, when Baker Mayfield got all fired up because he got pushed out of bounds too hard, and then the guy fumbles two plays later. That was almost remedy enough for the weekend. To watch him get all fucking worked up and, oh, I'm Baker Mayfield, I'm badass. And you still fucking lost. Baker, you're a brown. Get used to this. That's the noise that the Browns should run out on the field to. Ladies and gentlemen, your 2022 Cleveland Browns. Uh, the Titans, they won, but I guess Derrick Henry got hurt. Oh, man, 34-31 over the Colts. That's going to fucking stick them in the toilet. No, 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 no. Mike, I understand Green Bay's leading that, but what I'm talking about, Minnesota will probably win the wild card. They'll probably get a wild card, Minnesota will, due to the fact that Chicago and Detroit suck. I mean, I, I'm looking through here. Let's see. Uh, the 
What the fuck, Bengals? Seriously? Seriously, you lost to the Jets? Last week, everybody was jumping on the Cincinnati bandwagon. Cincinnati, the best team in the AFC. No, they aren't. They got beat by the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 Jets. That was terrible. Titans won, but that was such a huge. Oh, yeah. I mean, if they lose Derrick Henry, their season's over. Ryan Tannehill cannot win. He can't. He's an A&M quarterback. Fuck Ryan Tannehill. But the Jets winning? Come on. The Rams won. The Rams are 7-1. and one. So I guess wild cards will be like the Rams and the, the Cardinals. They'll battle it out. Ain't nobody from the NFC East. NFC South, maybe. Maybe the South between the Saints and the Buccaneers, which we'll get to that game here in a second. What's going on with the Chargers? Come on. The Chargers lose at home to the Patriots? How is that even possible? How is that real? I, I got to give credit out to uh, Mac Jones, the, the rookie quarterback at, at, at New England. He's a rookie, and he's not doing horrible. They're 4-4. Four and four. Oh, Henry is done zone. Of course, the Rams play Tennessee one fucking game after Henry's out. Well, the Rams are going to win that game. Texans are done. Uh, let's see. Patriots beat the Chargers. I'm, I'm shocked at that. Jaguars lost to Seattle. Nope. Duh. Seahawks are three and five, though. Seahawks are done for the year. The Broncos won. They beat Washington. Washington's two and six. Like I said, the wild card is not coming out of the NFC East. The Cowboys, they can just go ahead and say the Cowboys won the division. All right. Let's just say Cowboys are NFC East champs. Let's just go ahead and just make that law right now. Okay? Yeah, we all we all can agree with that. That the six and one Dallas Cowboys are the best team in one of the worst divisions in all of sports. There is a huge rumor going around. And I like this one. That the Cowboys might have to send like a third and sixth round draft pick to the Broncos for Vaughn Miller. Yeah, I'll take that one. I'll take that one all day long, baby. Von Miller to the Cowboys? Hell yes. It's just a rumor, though, right? Broncos won 17-10. Broncos have no shot at going to the playoffs. None. Zero. Zero shot. I'm just telling you right now. It's going to have to take the Raiders' plane and San Diego's plane hitting each other in midair. And then the Chiefs somehow are right below them to get the Broncos into the playoffs. And then yesterday, the Saints beat the Buccaneers. Now, now look, the Saints took a huge lead after Jameis Winston got hurt. Who said it? Uh, uh, Trevor Simeon outplayed Tom Brady, and he did. Well, he, he did at the end. Tom Brady led Tampa Bay back. you got to give it up for Brady. Brady. There's no quitting Brady. And then Brady threw a shit pick at the end of the game. Now, you got to remember, though, last year, New Orleans beat Tom Brady twice. 
And they had to play a third time in the playoffs, and it's tough to beat a team three times in the same season. What happened last year? Oh, that's right. Tom Brady won a Super Bowl. James Winston looks to be done for quite some time. Uh, and the uh, Cowboys beat the Vikings, so there you go. And I already talked about how great that was and how amazing Cooper Rush played. God bless him. Yep, I'm giving all the idiot Weiner fans uh, that wanted uh, Lance and whined about Mac. Kid is going to ball in New England. Just hope Lance is the other good pick so far. Jones is the uh, exception out of the draft. But look, look, look. I, I got I, You got to give it up for Mac Jones. Mac Jones is doing a great job as a rookie quarterback. Look at all these other rookie quarterbacks that are playing. The Jets kid from BYU, he got hurt. And I'm not saying that he's going to be another great one. I'm just saying he's having a good start to his career. So there you go. So tonight's game, like I said, the, the Giants and Chiefs, if the, the Chiefs are a 10.5-point favorite at home, if somehow they blow this game and Patrick Mahomes turns the ball over yet again tonight, they're done. They are absolutely positively done. And I don't want to hear any more about Patrick Mahomes ever. Morning, y'all. Dear God, please let that redheaded piece of circling back shit uh, infect 46 and his tyranny. Oh, Fred, you must not been here for the very, very beginning of the show. There's a big rumor going around that Joe Biden pooped himself while meeting the Pope. Mac Jones is playing better than all the quarterbacks. I agree with that. I will totally agree with that. Yeah, this is a big trap game for KC. Wow, is it huge. Huge. Now, speaking of floor, uh, of football, before we get into all the politics, and this is very, very political, this story. I was sent an update this week uh, on my Netflix account, which I still haven't gotten rid of yet. No, we. I don't know if he really did. It's the rumor. And, and by the way, we'll talk more about everything that happened over there after I get through uh, these two quick stories of going. what's going on in our country. Um, I have yet to uh, get rid of Netflix. If they dump the Dave Chappelle special, I'm done with Netflix. So um, I went on Netflix over the weekend because I'd heard this story. And I wanted to see it firsthand. Anybody who is a fan of Colin Kaepernick, Kaepernick, if you're still out there and you disagree with me, please, please call in or at least write me to let me know how wrong I am about this because I'm not. Colin Kaepernick has a brand new uh, limited series documentary about his life. It's six episodes and it goes through his high school career. Starts off when he's in the eighth grade and and then goes through his high school career. And it ends with him driving to the University of Nevada. Now, I know a little bit about his story. I didn't know how much. He's really fucked up. Colin Kaepernick is a very, very fucked up young man. Because the series starts what everybody is, and it starts exactly what the headline is. Colin Kaepernick explains the NFL draft and the combines as a system 
of a power structure. Well, that's the NFL. Yes, the owners want to have it. But he equates this. You ready? He equates the combine in the NFL draft to the old Mississippi slave trade days. He says they, they, they poke, poke and they prod and they look at these of what they're going to spend money on and then they buy these people. Well, let, let, let's remember one thing. Let, let, let's just remember this one thing, shall we? Colin Kaepernick and, and everybody that plays in the NFL, you don't have to play in the NFL. See, this is the, fir- this is the first of many gigantic differences between the slave trade and the NFL combine. See, during the slave trade, once you got off the boat, you were a slave. The end. You couldn't go out and be a store owner. You, 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 you couldn't be out and be a railroad conductor. No, 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 no. The only thing that you could do was be a slave. That was it. You see, when you graduate from college or you get done playing football in college, you don't have to go to the NFL. It's a choice. You see, a freedom. You don't have to play in the NFL. And here's the other gigantic difference. When they had the slave trade going, and 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 you brought the slave up, and they, they the bidders looked at him, and you paid ten dollars for that slave. Do you know how much money that slave got? That's right, none, none. You see, you see, when a young man gets drafted by the NFL, let's use I don't know Dak Prescott as a perfect example. Dak Prescott was drafted, you know, like slave trading. And now he makes $40 million a year. Once again, he makes $40 million a year to play a game. If he throws a bunch of interceptions, guess what? They don't take him in the back and whip him. If he were a slave and he broke a bunch of eggs, they would whip him. Another huge difference. So, so, so how about we stop with that? Now, the other thing that really did make me angry, and this, is, this has got to be... I. Nick Offerman from Parks and Recreations plays his dad. And I, I like Nick Offerman, but, you know, I, I'm sure that he's a, a fucked up liberal, too. Colin talked about when he was adopted as a baby. See, his parents, they had a son. And they had a daughter, and they wanted to have another child. But they were told that they couldn't have another child without probably major complications. So they said, okay, we want to adopt. And back then in the 70s, 80s, 
whatever it is, 78, 79-ish, somewhere around that time, you would go to an adoption agency. And you would apply, and they would give you a, a, a ba- and you would meet a baby, and you'd say, okay, that's the one. We want to adopt that baby. Turns out that the day that Colin Kaepernick's parents were to pick up the baby that they were going to adopt, that they had known about for the last several months, because this isn't something you sign up for, you go down and you get one. You sign up, you have to fill out questionnaires, they check you out, they fucking run all this stuff. It's a few-month process. And they knew that they were going to get this specific baby. And sometimes the, the thing you have to worry about is if you're an adopting parent, if you're adopting a child, maybe sometimes the parent decides to hold on to the child. Well, lo and behold, the parent decided to hold on to the child. Parents were heartbroken, devastated. And then the social worker, the adoption agency lady, said, we had a baby that was born two days ago that is up for adoption. His name is Colin. And the parents, sight unseen, said, we'll take him. Didn't know anything about him. Didn't know anything about his mother. It's a pretty spectacular story when you think about it. And Colin Kaepernick, who is actually in this documentary, says, I wasn't even my parents' first choice. You've got to be kidding me. How, uh, I, if, if I were his parents and I saw that, I, I, would, I would just cut all ties with him. Please stop using our last name. You are not our son. I, I, I mean, honestly, you're going to shit on the people that gave you life, that gave you a life. These two hardworking people who were originally from Wisconsin and then moved to Turlock. Are you kidding? I wasn't even there for They didn't even know about you. And by the way, yes, you were. You were their first choice. You scumbag. Oh, I saw that, and I just stopped it then. I was like, okay, all right. They're making Chris Alt, the head coach of the University of Nevada, seem like a real fucking nice guy, and I'm being very sarcastic there. Sounds like he's born to be a backup, came into the NFL as a backup, and came into the world as a backup. These people were super wealthy ranchers. I have a friend that went to school with Colin. He's a little twat. Yeah. He still is. He still is. To say that about the people that adopted you, that no, they, they didn't even know that your mother was existent. They didn't even know your mother was about to shit out this kid. Oh, it, it, I live near there. It's called Turdlock. Okay, sorry, my bad. Turdlock. What a load of shit. And, and by the way, the other thing is how much he idolizes Allen Iverson as a kid growing up. Hey, uh, dummy. <whistles> you know why Allen Iverson was deemed a thug? Do you know why Allen Iverson was deemed a miscreant? Because he was. 
started a huge fight in a bowling alley his senior year, which or, uh, I think it was a senior at Georgetown, which cost him his Georgetown scholarship. Um, a guy who never won. Now, look, you can have favorite players, but but don't say that he didn't get a fair shot in the NBA. Don't 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 say that. Larry Brown bent over backwards for Allen Iverson. You want to say somebody's the greatest basketball? It is not Allen Iverson. Oh, and they show the crossover on Jordan. You know why he crossed Jordan over? Because all the rings that Michael Jordan was wearing weighed him down to one side. Exactly. Allen Iverson would take 50 shots a fucking game. You want to know why the Philadelphia 76ers never won? It's because of Allen Iverson. If he would have learned to pass, kind of like Jordan did. Well, they had a super team. The, the Jordan had a super team. They had, they, they had Horace Grant and they had fucking Scottie Pippen. Really, Scottie Pippen was a super player when he first came in the league? Arkansas Pine Bluff, I believe he went to? Yeah, because that's where all superstars go. Arkansas Pine Bluff. He didn't, he didn't develop into a superstar in the NBA. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. And then, you know. What, what about Dennis Rodman? Well, when they got Dennis Rodman, yes. But once again, you can't say that they were a super team. They weren't like what... The, the Celtics did when they had, you know, uh, uh, Ray. I can't think of his name now. One of my favorite players. The guy from uh, He Got Game. And they got, they got Paul Pierce. And they got Kevin Garnett. That was a super team. When LeBron took his talents to Miami, that was a super team. Ray Allen, thank you, Ogre. Those are super teams. When Shaq went to L.A., they weren't quite a super team because Kobe was a rookie. Everybody, everybody shits all over Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson, oh, of course he's going to win. Look, he's not stupid. By the way, they didn't win every year either. He had Kobe and Shaq. Come on. Yeah, Ray Allen. Ray, Ray Allen was, Ray Allen's the truth. I love Ray Allen. Ray Allen's got one of the fucking prettiest jump shots known to mankind. But that was a super team. And by the way, if players want to do that, I have no problem. Do you not remember when Gary Payton and Carl Malone, at the end of their career, went to the Lakers to play with Shaq and Kobe? Did they win? The answer is... No, they didn't win because it doesn't always work. And that, look, look, I respect players at the end of their career who want to go to a super team. They take a pay cut because they want to win a championship because that's what it's all about. LaDainian Tomlinson, the running back from the San Diego Chargers, was asked this question once. And this is when I lost all respect for LaDainian Tomlinson. Maybe Phil Jackson can coach the Vikings. <laughs> Only if Kobe comes back to life and Shaq's there too. Um, 
they asked LaDainian Tomlinson, what's more important, the Hall of Fame jacket or a Super Bowl ring? He answered, he answered truthfully and honestly, and I'll give him that, but I still lost respect for him because he said the Hall of Fame jacket was. No, it's never the Hall of Fame jacket. It's always the ring because that's why you play the fucking game. That started the first super team. They didn't work, and like the Lakers this year, it's showing. I'm a Laker fan, but I can't root for James uh, and his running this team, hiring has been uh, to play with him. Look, I'm, I'm, I might piss off a lot of old Sacramento-type people. I've always liked the Lakers. This, growing up, I was never a Mavericks fan. I, I, I was never a Mavericks fan growing up. I, I liked... I like the Lakers, and I like the 76ers. Why? Because Dr. J was my favorite player. I got to see Dr. J's final game at Reunion Arena. It was magical because I finally got to see Dr. J play. The first year that the Mavericks were in existence, we got to see the the Celtics play. We would go down. My dad would go down because my dad was a huge basketball fan. And he would stand in line at Sears Ticket Agency because that's how you had to buy tickets back in the day before all these ticket brokers came up. And he'd have a list of games, and he'd buy tickets to the teams that we wanted to see. We went to Mavericks games to see other players. I went to Rangers games, and I got to see other players play, but I was a huge Rangers fan, still am. I don't know why, but I still am. But it wasn't that way for the Mavs. I never got to see Jordan play until I was in Sacramento and he played for the the Wizards, the Bullets. Counts. I still got to see Jordan play. First year, though, we got to see Larry Bird play. You don't follow your own sports team? That was before the rules. That's when I was a little kid. I was a huge, huge Dr. J fan. Huge. And if Dr. J couldn't win, I didn't want the Celtics to win because I hated Larry Bird. I hated Larry Bird because he was so fucking good. But I loved Magic Johnson. I loved Kurt Rambis. I loved Michael Cooper and his big socks pulled all the fucking way up and forget about when they got James Worthy. And, of course, you got Kareem on the team. It was the fucking Lakers, and you had Pat Riley with his slick back hair. I rooted for the 76ers and Lakers. When Allen Iverson went to the 76ers, I dropped all affiliation to the Philadelphia 76ers. Scott says, I hate Iverson, not just because he's a punk, but because he refers to himself in the third person all the time. I hated him because he ruined the franchise. Just like Ben Simmons has done this year. Ben Simmons is a loser. I didn't think, and when I moved to Sacramento, I started following the Kings, and I would root for the Kings because I thought they're fans. This is the thing about Sacramento. I've said it a million times on here. I'm not pandering. I used to say this on the air. Sacramento Kings had some of the greatest fans ever known. Those fans supported a shit franchise for the longest time. 
And then a couple of dipshit brothers buy the fucking team because they fucking pissed away their daddy's team, the Houston Rockets. And, of course, I'm talking about the Magoofs. I used to call them that on the air, and that's why we didn't get invited to a lot of games, even though we were the biggest thing in town. We were as big as the Kings, our morning show was. I went down to the L.A. series and was rooting for the Kings when that three-pointer went in at halftime that Samaki Walker put up that shouldn't have counted because it went off after the buzzer. I still believe the Sacramento Kings were, were whistle-beaten in that championship series to play against the 76ers who they would have fucking crushed just like the Lakers did. Or was that the Nets? It was one of those two years. Ever since LeBron James went to the Lakers, I hate the Lakers. LeBron James is nothing more than the biggest crybaby who's ever played in the NBA. He has talent. I can't take that away from him. He has a lot of talent. As far as the greatest goes, motherfucker, please. Ain't nowhere near. He is. It was the Nets, okay. And, and the Kings would have killed the Nets. I think it was the Nets 76ers in the Eastern Conference Finals. Okay. And the Kings got fucked. Kings got totally fucked in that series. I know it. You know it. We all know it. But as far as LeBron James goes, I have zero. Ooh, Mount Rushmore. Ooh, I like that. Crybabies. Hold on. I got to write that one down. I'll work on that one today. Put Johnny McEnroe up there. I like Johnny Mac, though. But Johnny Mac won. Kaepernick. Oh, that's a good one. I like it. And do you know who beat LeBron in their first? And I was at that game because that game was in Sacramento. I went to that game. I don't put it on my my own Mount Rushmore of greatest games that I've ever gone to either. She was a rookie. I didn't give a fuck about him. No, 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 no. He's not better than Bird or Magic. In my opinion, I'd take Kobe and Durant over LeBron any day of the week. I would take Durant over. Kobe's a no-brainer. But LeBron, I, I, I honestly, I would have to say that, that LeBron is not even in the top ten. Greatest basketball player, and, and, and maybe it's my hatred for him. I can rattle it off, though, right now. My, my, let's see. Let's go Jordan, of course. Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, Magic, Kareem, Larry Bird. There's six that are ahead of them right then and there, and that wasn't even me thinking. Dr. J, George Gervin. I'll take Gervin over LeBron every day of the week. I got two more spots. Pistol Pete? Well, I, I ain't going to put Pistol Pete up there. That, that, that's pandering because he could shoot. But I put Jerry West up there. I agree. Talented, yes. Team leader. 
clutch <laughs> defensively. Fuck no. Today's hype has to be uh, all that. Tim Tim Duncan. There's another Tim Duncan. I, I absolutely. There you go. There's your ten. Kobe beat the Kings and cheated. I'm glad he's fertilized hillside. Fuck him. Okay. Hey. But as far as things go like that, like like when Colin Kaepernick comes out and talks all this shit, he doesn't realize how much of a fool he actually is. I mean, it, it, to me, it's sad. It, it, it truly is sad. LeBron James is one of the saddest things that I've ever seen. And people that say he's the greatest, you don't know the game. You just don't know the game. I would honestly put him on a level. He is very good. I can't take that away. He's very good. Maybe like, I don't know. And, and, and I love Charles Barkley, especially as a commentator. Maybe he's as good as Barkley. Maybe. In a one-on-one game, I would take Kevin Garnett every day of the week over LeBron James. Kevin Garnett, to me, was the truth. I love Kevin Garnett. Better than LeBron every day of the week. All right, let's, uh, oh, there's one more story that I got to tell you that has to do with race and all this kind of bullshit. So I'm watching videos all weekend long, and I saw a video, and it was of Fox News. I'll, I'll be honest with you. It was their little Fox 5, their little round table they have with what, Greg Gutterfield, some chicks, and Geraldo Rivera. I don't know if Geraldo Rivera is playing a role on television that we all have to hate him still. If he is, he's doing a damn good job. And this is all about that Loudoun County School District. Remember the school district where the young man raped a girl in the bathroom? Don't care if he had a fucking skirt on or not. He raped a girl in the bathroom. Then they sent him to another school, and he raped another child. And the superintendent knew about that, but hid it from parents. Now, ask family, I have a question for you. Because Geraldo Rivera came out and said that father who went to that school board meeting was a terrorist. That guy's a domestic terrorist for the way he acted at the school board. Now, he didn't blow anything up. He didn't kill anybody. He just came in there and wanted to beat the shit out of everybody. Ask family, I'd like to know this. And I'm being totally serious here. And I'd like some serious answers. If you found out that your 15-year-old daughter was raped in a school bathroom and the superintendent did nothing about it and hid it and then lied about knowing about it, I'd like to know how you would react. That's all. How would you react at a school board meeting if you found out your 15-year-old daughter was raped?
Uh, by the way, good morning, Derek. How you doing, buddy? Uh, Geraldo is a poster child for abortion. Amen to that. Derek says, I'd kill them both. Well, he says, if I was the dad, I'd freak the fuck out. Ogre says, hmm, probably contact a meth gang and have that kid disappear. Uh, Straight Fire says, I'm almost positive I would lose my freedom. Douglas says, not as controlled as a dude in Loudoun County. I treat them like the bride treated the crazy 88s. <laughs> Hashtag kill Bill. I'd be paying some bad motherfuckers to kidnap them all, and I'd execute every single one of them. Well, Geraldo Rivera came out and was pretty much defending the actions of the Loudoun County School Board, saying this is nothing more than a lack of knowledge of inclusion. And then went on to say teaching inclusion and CRT is just as important as math. Really, it's just as important as math? So if it's that important, then we should probably get rid of math because we don't have time for math. We have to teach kids about inclusion now. The reason why I bring this up is because a mom says her six-year-old daughter came home and asked her if she was born evil because she was white. The reason why I brought up that dad and Geraldo thing, I got a, a, a story update this weekend on my Facebook news, or I'm sorry, Metaverse, whatever the fuck it's called now. And it was the anniversary of something that I've seen on video. I've seen it, ha- I, I've watched the video. And the video, I believe, came from Florida. I, I, I remember seeing this video. It was about a karate instructor a karate instructor who molested a young man. It means he anally raped him. And the young man was like seven. So a boy, a kid. And then the karate instructor fled that state. Well, when they brought the karate instructor back, they were walking him through the airport. They were doing the big perp walk through the airport because they flew him back. Unbeknownst to authorities and the fucking piece of shit karate instructor who was in cuffs at the time. If you're old like me, you remember the banks of telephones, banks of cell phones. You've seen the movie Airplane, you know, please pick up the white phone. You have the white phone and you have all these pay phones. Well, there's a guy standing at the pay phone. Got his back to the, the, the camera scene as they're, you know, they're following this perp walk down. He's got a hat on. He's got sunglasses. He also has a gun because he didn't walk through airport security yet. And he's waiting because he is the father of the boy that was raped. And on live television, it showed him blow this guy's brains out. Live television. The father received 300 hours of community service. He was on probation for the next three years on a five-year suspended sentence. That guy, today, would be locked up and the key would be thrown away. 
because he is a domestic terrorist. This is all within the last 30 years, people. When I saw that video of Geraldo saying that inclusion, teaching inclusion, this whole fucking thing, idea of boys wanting to be girls and girls being non-binary and all this kind of stuff. Last night when I went to bed, I was talking to my higher power, which I do every night. I thanked him for my blessings. I thanked him for where I am, the people that are in my life. I thanked him for that. And I said, I'm not asking to come home, but I don't know how much longer I can stay on this earth. I, and, and, and this is not a suicide thing, but I, I just don't know how much more I can literally put up with. <laughs> Ogre says, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, when it comes to calling a dad who's outraged that his daughter was raped at school a domestic terrorist... A six-year-old being told that she was e- she's evil because she was born white. This is what's being taught in school. Yes, that higher power is always Arn Anderson. <laughs> Doug says, "Yeah, because touching children is okay these days, lowering my faith in humanity more and more." I don't think there's anything lower on the on the face of the earth than a pedophile. I, I know I'm going on a real stretch there, but the truth of the matter is, you, you don't get any lower than that. Rapists are right above them. You see, because their victims get to live. And they have to relive that nightmare for the rest of their life. Ken Dog says, I feel you, Arnie, but Americans are waking up. Americans. Are we? And, and, and Ken Dog, I'm, I'm not trying to be difficult here. But, but are we waking up? Are we doing anything about this? We have no power. The courts are in their favor, it seems like. The courts are allowing this kind of l- lunacy to happen. To saying if you protest at a school board meeting, I mean... Look, the courts are, are, are being held up by the Attorney General, the highest-ranking law enforcement officer in America, who also calls these parents domestic terrorists. Domestic terrorists. They're on the same level as Timothy McVeigh. Remember him? The guy who blew up the Oklahoma City but building, uh, the IRS building in, in Oklahoma City? If you yell and scream at a school board meeting, I, I, I want you to equate this. This is what you have to think about. If you yell and scream at a school board meeting, you are the same thing as a man who blew up the IRS building in Oklahoma City, killing, what was it, 144 people? And you're yelling about what's being taught in school, or you're yelling at the fact that your daughter was raped and the school board did nothing about it.
It's true. That's what they look at you parents as. I'm so happy. I've never been happier that I don't have kids. Because I tell you this right now, if, if Arnie Jr. was at school and something happened to him and the school board didn't do it, I would, I, I, let me just tell you right now, I'm, I'm, I would kill, literally. Or if that was little Arnett, if Arnett came home from school one day at 15 and said, Dad, I was raped in the school's bathroom, and the school board knew about it, and they did nothing about it, I would literally, I, I would cut the guy's fucking head off. I'm not kidding. That's not hyperbole. I would cut his fucking head off, and I would probably shit down his throat. I don't care. I don't care about my freedom. I care about my daughter. I'm here to make sure that my daughter is being protected. You parents out there, your job is to protect your children. And I know as far as the ass family goes, I have some of the greatest parents in the world out here. But you're all terrorists. And until that narrative changes, and I don't see it changing anytime soon, I don't know what it'll take. I honestly don't. If a six-year-old is being told she is evil because she's white, well, I, I, I hate to ask this, but isn't that racism? So what they're doing now is, and, and don't call it reverse racism because there's no such thing. Racism is racism is racism. If a teacher were to tell a black child, you're evil, and that's because you were born black. That teacher would be run out of school. That teacher would be fired teaching credentials gone, and let me just say, rightfully so. Why isn't it that way in reverse? Oh, Kindog, I'm glad. Kindog, good for you, because I've embraced labels a long time ago. You want to call me a terrorist? Fine, I'm a terrorist. You want to call me a fucking redneck? You want to call me a red? You go right ahead. You go right ahead because the problem is those words have been watered down. How sad is that? I want you to think about the families that were affected on September 11th by terrorists. And now the word terrorist is being watered down. Just like racist was. You used to be called a racist in this country and there was no coming back from that. Now it's just everybody says, oh, you're a racist. Pedophile is one you don't come back from, and you shouldn't. And literally, you should get the death penalty. In my humble opinion, my humble, this is, this is Arnie States here. If you perform murder, rape, or pedophilia, incest even, you deserve the death penalty in this country. And, and there might be people out there that say, hey, death penalty doesn't work. Well, I, I, I don't care. It works for me. Murder is murder, eye for an eye. The rape and the pedophilia and the touching of kids, 
Do you realize they have to live with that? That affects them the rest of their life. You have ruined their life at age, I don't know, 7, 8, 9, 10. You've ruined someone's life. Rapists, you've drastically put someone's life on a whole different path after you do that. To me, those are oh, those are beyond evil. It's awful. And I, I, and I apologize for getting so serious here on a Monday, but I'm getting tired of this shit. Um, she's a terrorist because she's six, not because she's white. Bill Maher was talking about how they are redefining all words and they need to go back to kindergarten. I, I saw the Bill Maher uh, thing this weekend, and once again, Bill Maher is speaking the truth. And it pains me to say that I agree with Bill Maher, but Bill Maher is absolutely right. Asking a six-year-old asking her mom if she was born evil. I just got to say, man, that that's just wrong. That's so wrong on so many levels. Now, speaking of wrong... Let's talk about our fearless leader, Mr. Poopy Pants. <laughs> What's this? Uh, okay, let's see. I got to hold on to that thing. Um let, let, let's talk about this trip that Poopy Pants is on. Scott says they've gone from calling people racist to classifying them as white supremacists. That is a different definition and paints a scarier picture for most people. Yeah, it does, and that's what they want to do. They want to, they, want, they want to turn you into a white supremacist. They want to turn you into a Nazi. They want to turn you into a Klan's member, a skinhead, whatever the fuck it is. Because that paints a scarier picture for everybody else. Let's see what Ratburger's saying here. For every person who wakes up to what is going on in America, there will be a hundred more that will bury their heads in the sand. Yep. Right. Uh, dude may have been a bit of a threat to uh, the staff based on aggressiveness. I do not know. I haven't seen the video. I come under understand his outrage, but if he was violent at all, when he and then he was wrong, he was no more domestic terrorist than anyone wearing a MAGA hat. But anyone who against the cherished liberal corrupt institution like education is a terrorist. May as well call him a racist too. Might as well talking about that dad. Ain't no white supremacy in this country. Prove me wrong. I, I can't. Are there white supremacists in this country? Yes. Oh, absolutely there are. There are people that want to get rid of brown-skinned people. Those people are white supremacists. That, that Virginia march, or the thing that happened in Virginia that Donald Trump got screwed over for saying there are good people on both sides, and they always cut up right, right there at sides. They don't go on with the whole quote. The whole quote is say, and I'm not talking about the white supremacists, because what it was was it was a rally to take down Robert E. Lee. 
Or was it, it might not have been Robert Ely. It was somebody from the South. Let's just say it was Robert Ely. They wanted to take down the statue. And there were people there that didn't want it taken down. And there were people there that took it down. Donald Trump was talking about the peaceful sides, protesting and counter-protesting to take it down, that there were good people on both sides. Not the white supremacists. And he stated that. He stated it over and over and over again. If they existed, as they say, they would parade them around on the news every night. These people are in hiding. Look, look. The thing you need to know about all these groups, because there are plenty of groups out there that want nothing more than to cleanse America of brown and black people. And there are brown and black people that want to cleanse this country of white people. They know. Look, look. And once again, once again, being racist is not illegal. Acting on it is illegal. It's not a very popular thing to say, but it is not illegal to be a racist in this country. You can be canceled by people. I saw somewhere where they said the cancel thing isn't real. Oh, I was reading an article about Dave Chappelle saying that canceling someone is not real. Are you kidding me that canceling someone is not real? For tweets and jokes that they did 10 years ago? There's no such thing as a cancel culture? Are you serious right now? Alec Baldwin. I want you to think about cancel culture and how it should work. First of all, it shouldn't work. But if it, it now that it's in play, do you remember what was it? Three years ago, there was a guy who was up for a Saturday Night Live job, comedian. And I know it's Saturday Night Live and it doesn't matter. But still, comedians dream to get on that show. He was hired, and then they found tweets of jokes he did on a podcast like five years, five to seven years before that, and they fired him, and we've never heard anything more from him. He got canceled. Now, I think Dave Chappelle is too big to be canceled. Maybe. But let's talk about canceling someone. Alec Baldwin guns down a woman on a movie set. Kills her. Comes out yesterday and meets with the media to ask the media to stop following him around. And he goes into some political rant after he said that things need to be changed on movie sets. Let's go back in time, shall we? Let's go back to when we were kids. Oh, good morning, Cowboys girl. Yes, how about them Cowboys last night? You remember, and and, and look, I know I'm older than most of y'all. I'm 50. We're little kids, and we're allowed to play with guns. Remember the old fucking Wild West guns, the cap guns that we had? Remember those? All the guns that we had that looked like real guns. Remember that? You point a gun at somebody and your father or your mother was the first one to say, never point a gun at anyone. 
These were toy guns that our parents bought that they knew there were no projectiles in. Yet they told us, do not point that gun at me. Well, what's happened? Well, now kids have these big, bright orange things on to show that they're fake guns and blah, 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 blah. Alec Baldwin was on the set of a movie, and he was a producer. And there had been three examples on this movie set alone how the guns were not being treated correctly and how they were being used unsafely. By the way, the armor, the, the person in charge of the guns on this set, this was only the second or third movie that she'd been the head armor on. In the last movie that she worked on with Nicolas Cage, Nicolas Cage walked off the set because she fired a gun and it popped his eardrum. So this lady is on the set of this movie and handed Alec Baldwin a cold gun. I don't know why this lady isn't in jail yet. As far as Alec Baldwin goes, he's one of the producers of this film. And by the way, I agree with something Ogre said last week. I've agreed with it since the event happened. There is no chance Alec Baldwin. If he gets charged, I will be surprised. He will be charged, and the movie set will be charged uh, civilly. That's a whole different case. They're going to be civilly responsible. They're going to pay millions upon millions of dollars for the death of this young lady. By the way, there is no truth that she was filming something that uh, Hollywood pedophiles. There's no truth to that. So before anybody fucking writes that shit down. But let's go back to when we were kids. Alec Baldwin's older than I am. And I'm sure that his parents taught him the same thing, especially with all the brothers he has. Never point a gun at anybody. He discharged the weapon, the weapon that was not cold. But as a producer on this movie, you have to ask questions. My first question is, why is there any? They, 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 uh, the police chief in uh, New Mexico came out yesterday and said they've collected 600, over 600 pieces of evidence, including three firearms and over 500 rounds of ammunition. Some blanks, some live. Um, my question is, and, and by the way, the other story is, is that that gun that Alec Baldwin was using was being used earlier that morning for target practice with live ammunition, not by Alec Baldwin, but by somebody on the set used as, as target practice. So here comes my question. If anybody knows this, please, please tell me. Why is there any live ammunition on set. Now, if it's for like shooting scenes that are going to happen, like you shoot and it misses and it, you know, ricochet or hits the ground or something, isn't that being shot by a professional marksman? 
And every gun that an actor is handed has dummy rounds in it or blanks. I want to know why live ammo is even on a set. Let's see. uh, Shouldn't they have verified the gun wasn't hot? Yes, Baldwin was. He he was a producer on the movie. Uh, If Mr. Baldwin had to been uh, one NRA safety class, that woman would still be alive. By the way, there's a wonderful story going on about the NRA, and let me just say I'm debunking you right now, and all my right-wing friends are going to be mad at me for this. The NRA was started in, I believe it was 1871, and it was for the scientific shooting experiments because northern soldiers were such bad shots. This is real. You can look all this up. That they wanted a group to help people be better marksmen. That's why the NRA was started. There's a rumor going around saying that the NRA was actually started to give guns to slaves to fight off Confederates. In all my research of hearing this, I have not found that to be true. I can't say it didn't happen because I wasn't there to see it, but the NRA was not established to give guns to freed slaves to fight off Confederates. It was not established for that at all. But that's a story going around right now. Uh, You never have live ammo on a film set. If you're going to practice, go somewhere else. Amen. But we'll see this story play out, and I I think the armor is going to be the one who gets in the most trouble. And i got to say, rightfully so. Yeah, Ogre, when I I heard the story, I was like, huh? The NRA was founded to arm slaves to fly black helicopters and fight lizard men. Well, when, when I heard the story, I was like, wait a second. Wait a second. That can't be true. And I looked it up, and I looked. I, I went to the NRA's website. And if anybody's going to lie about something like that, it'd be the NRA. And the NRA came out, and, it, and the word scientific is used in the NRAs about how to shoot guns scientifically and shoot them correctly. It wasn't to arm former slaves. Don't let anybody tell you that, okay? And like I said, my conservative friends are like, God damn it, Arnie. I don't. But see, this isn't, look. Once again, this is why I do the show. A, to entertain you, to make you laugh. And B, to tell you the truth. This is why when people pigeonhole me as a conservative, I, I, I sit, look, I, I sit there and I take it. I'm like, oh, okay, fine, you want to call me that? You don't know. But I don't put up with the lies. I don't put up with the bullshit from either side. Here's a great thing here. Let's get into this right now, because our girl, our poor girl Greta. Blah, blah, blah. She, she's, not, she's not happy. We are unstoppable, another world is possible. We are unstoppable, another world is possible. How dare you? Sorry, sorry, I, I didn't pay licensing fee for her singing. Christopher says, I still think the problem started when they hired a woman to be in charge of dangerous equipment. This lady belongs in prison. 
I look. There's a part of me that, that agrees with that. That you hired somebody who was you probably hired them because they were cheap. Let let let's just tell the truth. Ghost says I've never heard that about the NRA. It it it, it it's being passed along in quite conservative circles. Charlie Kirk is where I heard it from, and I like Charlie Kirk. But when he went to, he said that I just said, "Oh, I got to look this up." So, um, Joe Biden on this trip right now that's supposed to be about climate change. Um, this trip that he's flying there and flying back, of course, it will generate 2.2 million pounds of carbon And, and here's the better part. The motorcade that was in Rome over the weekend was 85 gas-guzzling SUVs. <laughs> Biden was criticized for his use of slow-moving 85-car motorcade in Rome ahead of the climate change conference. That also includes a 92-mile motorcade tour of Scotland. Air Force One and the four large jets that accompany it will generate an estimated 2.16 million pounds of carbon during the five-day trip to Europe. The Beast, the limousine, the armored limousine called the Beast, and its decoy, which sport a 5-liter diesel engine, get about 8 miles to the gallon. Also included on the trip are the flights for his conference team, security personnel, and individual planes for the Beast and Marine One helicopter. So once again... How dare you! Is this really about climate change? It's one of my favorite things to see whenever... I, I, I don't care if it's the Republicans or the Democrats when they're deciding to run for president and all 11 people show up and they all show up on, that's right, you guessed it, private planes. And they want to talk about the environment. They could give literally two shits about the environment. And I know that there are people that are listening right now that do actually care about climate change. And they do care about the environment. And I salute you. I salute you for your beliefs and the things that you hold near and dear to your heart. I'm not going to, to, to cheapen that by making a joke about climate change and things like that. I, I did some, some research over the weekend. In the last 50 years, 50 or so years, about 500 glaciers have melted. I think it's 501 glaciers have melted. Then you have to ask yourself, my God, 501, that's a lot. It is. I I won't lie and say it is. But then you have to ask, well, how many glaciers are there in the world? Or glaciers or icebergs or whatever the fuck you want to call. Well, there are 198,000 of them. 
500 have melted in the last 50 years. So maybe 10 a year. Hmm. And they, and they weren't the the big big ones. They were they were smaller ones, but 501 have melted. And if you want to do something, like like anybody who's an environmentalist or or or, or people that that do take the environment seriously, I respect that. I respect that you recycle and you do all this because you do want to make a difference. The problem is, is that the difference that we do in this country will not, I repeat, will not really make a difference. It makes a difference to you because it's important to you. And I'm not trying to knock that. But when out of the top 100 countries in the world, pollution-wise, America has zero of them, and they all bounce between China and India, well, until those two countries start doing something, then we are pretty much, we're, 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 we've got an eyedropper, and we're trying to fill up a 30-gallon bucket, one drop at a time. It's going to take a long, long time. Go to Yosemite and learn about the Glacier Point and how it was a large glacier that melted thousands of years ago due to climate change. This is the thing about our world that we all should embrace is that we can't control the earth. We can control what we do. I don't throw my garbage out on the streets. If you want to pick through your garbage and you want to put glass with glass and you want them to recycle the glass, more power to you. I don't throw my garbage and shit just out the door. I put it in the trash receptacle and let that happen. Okay, that's me doing my part. I think it should be up to individuals to do it. You shouldn't be forced to do it if you don't want to do it. Now, look, if you throw trash and shit out on the street, I think you should get a ticket. But this is mankind's big-ass ego coming out and saying, we can fix Okay. You fix the problem, and, and, and you keep trying. I'll support you. I'll support you as much as I possibly can. But don't take shit that I like away. Like oil and coal. I kind of dig that shit. But Joe Biden, who's, oh, it's all about the climate. It's all about the climate. Man, I, let, me, let me just tell you right now, your optics do not look good on this. There's even worse optics for Joe Biden. The reported plan to pay illegal immigrants. Remember this that came out on Friday? We talked about this. $450,000 per person if you were split up during the last administration. You ready to get mad? I'm going to make you mad. The payments of $450,000 per person per family will likely surpass 9-11 and military families and what they get paid. Wall Street Journal, one of those 
websites that I do use. And which the Wall Street Journal is pretty much down the middle. Reported that the uh, Justice Department, Homeland Security, and Health and Human Services are considering payments of $450,000 to those who crossed the border illegally and were separated from their family members. Its response to a lawsuit by a civil rights group, the payment could therefore amount to close to a million dollars per family and a billion dollars overall. Oh, it's going to cost more than a billion dollars. Critics quickly noted that it would be more received by the families of those who lost loved ones in military service. Death gratuity is a single tax-free payment of $100,000. That's when you give your life for the country. You're being told that you are four and a half less times as valuable as someone who is committing a crime to come into this country. And if you say they're escaping persecution and they're looking for fucking, uh, uh, what's the word, Uh, asylum in this country, then you have to do it the right way by going through the Port Authority of the United States of America. That's the legal way to do that. The other way is actually against the actual law. I don't know if this is going to happen or not, or if this is just more the stupidity of the Biden administration to allow something like this to be repeated to news agencies. I don't know. How much are the 13 families who lost loved ones in Afghanistan due to Joe's shitty pullout method making? Probably the $100,000. Yet somebody who comes here illegally might be a drug runner, might be a $450,000. By the way, by the way, let me, let me just get ahead of this story right now uh, real fast. Um, that money, if they do receive it, those people aren't going to keep it. See, what will happen is they'll be shaken down by the cartels that led them here to this country. And what we're in, in, in essence doing is we're giving every person that gets $450,000, we're giving all that money to drug cartels. There you go. How's that feel? Does that feel good? Because you don't think those people are going to get to keep it, do you? No. No. By the way, you heard it from me first. When that story comes out next week that the cartels are looking to cash in on the $450,000 per person, This is just like the Anthony Fauci thing. When I told you about a month and a half ago that he was using sand flies to eat dogs' faces, and now it's a national story that that, that Fauci did this. It's amazing the shit that happens on this show, isn't it? The stuff that we find together when we look for it, isn't that amazing? 
So keep an eye out for that story because I'm telling you, it will come true. Uh, and the other thing that Joe Biden hasn't done, let's see. Uh, I'm, I'm going to do this story, and then I'll tell the jokes, and then we'll, we'll continue with the show. There's just all kinds of shit on today's show. Joe Biden's vow to protect Taiwan, you know, that little country, Taiwan, that, that China wants to take over. Well, the White House is walking it back. <laughs> Didn't, didn't see that one coming? Well, then you need to open your fucking eyes. This administration, the current, the current government that we have in the United States of America, in the House, in the Senate, and in the, in the President's office, we have allowed a terrorist group to take over and run a nation. We all talked about that on the show here, and we said, watch China buddy up to him. And lo and behold, on Friday, we reported that China is about to build a military base in Afghanistan. Huh. Well, we didn't see that one coming, did we? Oh, wait. We sure did. Mm-hmm. Just warning you. Uh, anyway, President Biden's statement last week later walked back by the White House that the U.S. would protect Taiwan in case of an attack by Beijing. They say could be a window into ongoing policy debate about the administration's strategy in the region. China, Russia, and the rest of the world knows that we have the most mili- powerful military in the history of the world. Don't worry about whether we're going to. They're going to be more powerful, Biden said. And then the White House said, yeah, maybe not. So there you go. Hey, Taiwan, let, let me be the first one to say this right now uh, to Taiwan. Do, do I have a translator? No? Okay. Anybody who speaks Taiwanese, uh, let me just say, sorry, our bad. That's on us. Well, actually, it's on the 81 million people that voted this guy in. But they won't claim that. If Donald Trump did something like this, I would be saying this is fucking repulsive. This is horrible. This is our fault as Americans. Because it is. It truly is. And it's truly sickening. Coop says, again, going off the theory that we created COVID and blamed it on China, isn't this something China would demand for reconciliation? Give us Taiwan or we'll expose you? Probably. Probably so. All right, and, and by the way, we'll take a break here before we get going into our COVID stuff. We, we don't have a lot of COVID stuff, but there's enough to piss you the fuck off. Oh, and, and my friends, it will. Oh, I promise you. It for fucking sure will. Uh, But first, the jokes of the day today are, what is Michael J. Fox's favorite beef? Beef jerky. I told you the divorce ones. Why are they so expensive? Because they're fucking worth it. 
And then the last one is, what do Colin Kaepernick and Tanya Harding have in common? They're both famous for taking a knee. Why? 775-357-FANS is the number. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. You can always hit me at Mixler right here at ArnieRadio.com.
radio.com hopefully y'all had a great weekend if you missed the first segment well you missed a whole bunch that's all right you can go back download it arnieradio.com it'll be up as soon as the show's over today i promise you that uh what else we got going uh promote no that's really promote all right I did a lot of work this weekend uh, on the show. I was paying a lot of attention to things. Watched a lot of college football. Unfortunately, Longhorn sucked ass, so then I stopped watching it. Uh, the World Series at three games to two right now. The Braves are up. They blew 
they blew the dream chance last night. I got to say, I was pretty pissed off that the Braves lost last night. If they could have won last night, the World Series trophy would have had to be presented in Atlanta. Meaning the guy who stole the All-Star game from Atlanta, Rat, Rod, what's his name, Rob? Rod Manafried, or I think it's Rob. Yeah, because you can't trust anybody named Rob. Like Kardashian, yeah. He would have had to hand over the World Series title in Atlanta. Oh, he would have been booed more than, than Roger Goodell. It would have been fantastic. But that game's at 3-2, to two, or that series is at 3-2 to two right now. Uh, next game, tomorrow in Houston. By the way, free tacos are November 4th. Just remember that, free tacos due to the stolen base from the Atlanta Braves player. Free tacos, November 4th, which is this week. Today's November 1st. Uh, by the way, yeah, yeah, we. I mean, God dang, holidays are right around the corner. Holy shit. Now, speaking of the holidays, if you plan on traveling this year for the holidays, I'm going to say this to you, and I totally mean this in all sincerity. Good luck. And I'm being, I'm being totally, I, I, I'm wishing you luck with that. Traveling over the holidays usually sucks. Crowded airports, slow, delays due to weather, things like that. Well, it happened again this weekend. And I don't want to be that guy, but... Well, I don't want to sound like a dickhole, but I told you so. Um, American Airlines this week. You remember a few weeks ago it was Southwest. They had to cancel like thousands of flights. Over the weekend, American Airlines had to do the exact same thing. Now, what they'll tell you from the corporate side of American Airlines, this was due to the high winds in Texas over the week because the majority of the flights were flying either in or out of Dallas-Fort Worth. The main hub, by the way. Hundreds of flights canceled over the weekend. People stuck. They couldn't get home, things like that. And they're saying it was because of wind. Was it because of wind? Once again, the pilots, the flight attendants, and people that are in unions around airports are having the blue flu, if you will. The blue flu is what police officers do when the city isn't backing them so they don't show up for either work or court appearances or things like that, and they claim that they are sick. Well, the exact same thing is happening right now in the airline industry, and we're watching it happen. And that blue flu is the fact that they don't want to have to be required to get the vaccination shot. Okay? We've talked about this at length. I'm tired of it. Okay? I, I, I'm, I'm sick and tired of COVID, but we, we still have to talk about it because we are getting into the busiest travel time of the year. Now, who do we blame? 
because that's all that that's the only thing that really matters here is who do we blame? Do we blame American Airlines for this or do we blame the pilots and the people that won't get vaccinated? It's a simple it's it, it is very simple. By the way, if you don't think it is, I've got wait till the next story or a couple stories from now about the firehouses in New York. These are companies that are saying, well, we have we have federal contracts and we don't want to lose our you don't want to lose the fact that the government will bail you out time after time. But your airline is based in the great state of Texas. And I know Arised on Friday, she was telling us, uh, Thursday or Friday, she was telling us that the University of Oklahoma, scumbag university, if you will, and then little brother to scumbag university is Oklahoma State. They're going to require all of their employees at the university level to be vaccinated. And they said because of their government contracts with the White House and the, the U.S. government. Okay. Alicia says, I blame the airlines. Don't force shit on people. Yeah, well, that's where the blame should go. But sadly, it will go on the airline employees like it's gone on nurses, like yourself, doctors. We don't have enough hospital beds due to these heroes. That's what we used to call them. We called them heroes for a while there, Remember? By the way, we used to call pilots heroes, too, because the majority of those pilots that were walking off the jobs, they were in the military, and they don't want another vaccine. They don't want to take it. You shouldn't have to take it in this country. But it's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. And like I said, if you're traveling over the holidays, I wish you the best of luck. I'm, I'm very happy and uh, elated even that I'm not planning on traveling over the holidays because, well, I don't think holiday travel is going to be really that great this year. Because if they're taking the time off now, what's going to stop them when Thanksgiving hits and then Christmas is here? It's going to be a long winter, people. Just letting you know. Forcing people to get this shot that don't want it. By the way, by the way, I'm just wondering. Jen Pisaki, who tested positive for COVID, she's showing mild symptoms. Um, oh, I, I, I'm sure it'll be the same thing as what was said about other people who have gotten COVID, like, like Colin Powell, who was vaccinated. Um, it was somebody without the vaccination that gave it to him. You don't have any way of knowing that. But how is it that Jim Pisaki gets it? And she's around all these people that have had the vaccination because they work for the gov. Oh, that's right. Those people in government don't have to get it. By the way, what's going to happen at the University of Oklahoma and Oklahoma State and these companies like this, Southwest Airlines? I have faith in the governors of those two states. Texas more than Oklahoma, of course. I have faith that they will enact the Tenth Amendment. Say you can't do anything to these companies. We'll see. 
but that's my guess. Do you live in a state that has a Democrat or someone who supports Joe Biden and, and sides with a lot of that? You Guess what? Tenth Amendment ain't on your side because the leader of the state can go ahead and go along with it if they want to. But the Tenth Amendment allows states to have their own rights. California, you're fucked. I saw a story somewhere over this weekend about how Gavin Newsom wants to give swords to homeless people so they can defend themselves. I haven't found any truth to that story. So before you go say, hey, Arnie said that Gavin Newsom was going to give people swords. I just read it, and I was like, oh, I got to look this up. I've looked it up. I, I, I can't really truly find that he's going to be handing swords off to fucking homeless people. What an idiot, though. Lisa says, I'm part of a class action lawsuit against Kaiser saying, fuck off. If we win this, my payout will be very nice, but I'm sure it won't be for a decade before I see that money. Oh, God, no. No, it's going to be a while. And since we are on the old COVID vaccination train now and things like that, let's just do that story that I was teasing a second ago. Let's go. There we go. By that TikTok now, homeless sword fighting will be gold. <laughs> 26. 26 New York firehouses have been forced to close after enough firefighters refused to get vaccinated. Now, these are people who are exercising their rights as Americans. So, hey, we got to close the down because the city mandates say that you as a firefighter have to, to get the shot. You can choose to not get the shot, but you are no longer a New York fireman. Total of 26 New York firehouses have been closed. 26, that's a lot. The FDNY stations that closed due to no manpower include six in Manhattan, nine in Brooklyn, three in Queens, and four in the Bronx, and four in Staten Island. Mayor de Blasio and the commissioner, Daniel Nigro, Warn that the effects of the closures could endanger lives of city residents. Uh, duh. De Blasio, who's a fucking evil creep, announced in the 24 hours since the deadline, 23 more hundred workers got the shot, meaning 91% of the city workers are now vaccinated. The news comes on the same day that Robert Restro. A seven-year-old was killed and his grandmother was seriously hurt in a deadly fire. The blaze happened at 1.30 and injured three more people inside the house, including a firefighter and a young boy. And the reason why the fire was so bad is because the firehouse that showed up was not one of the ones that was close to them. Because the firehouse close to them was shut down. A seven-year-old boy has died 
And by the way, let's go ahead and chalk that up as a COVID death. Not because he had COVID, but COVID forced him to die. If we didn't have these stupid mandates in place, that seven-year-old boy would be on earth today. They're so willing to let firefighters walk off the job that you're endangering the lives of city uh, of, of residents of the city in the biggest city in the world. New York City. Yes, I was going to say that, but you beat me to it. Are you for fucking real? Can, can we just stop all this madness and all this fucking insanity right now? Can we go away from the phrase, follow the science, because obviously the science isn't working. You can't yell out, follow the science, and then claim there are an infinite number of genders. Here, how about following this science? Here's my science. If there are no firehouses close to a fire the people in that house will most likely suffer and and die because they have to wait an extra long time for the fire department to show up. Because due to your strict mandates, you're forcing people to get a shot that they don't want. Do we force people to wear life jackets when they walk around a lake? Do we force people to wear diapers in public? I mean, we're going to have to now with Joe. But just so they don't shit their pants? Do we do that? Do we force people to wear condoms when they're not even having sex? You know, for safety reasons, of course. Uh, Jesus, Arnie, that one hurts. Poor little guy. Yeah. It's really follow their science. Yep. But, but Arnie, only two weeks left to flatten the curve. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did he really shit his pants? I, I think, look, look, I hope Joe Biden did shit his pants. Remember how they were blaming the dogs for shitting in the White House? Might have been Joe. That should be a Facebook post. The one saying that follows science believe there's more than two genders. I would, but I'd immediately get banned. We'll start another page then. Look, this whole idea, it, and this is the funniest thing to me. If you say anything about COVID, they stick a sticker up there. Look, I, I, I've been ba- I, I did a little research. I did a little uh, scientific testing this weekend. There's this fellow on TikTok. He's a Native American fella. He's an engine. He's a woo 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 woo. Not a yeah 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 yeah. Okay. And he said that he was going to take time out of his day to hunt conservatives. Okay, that is obviously a threat. Now look, I'm not threatened by this fucking guy at all. I'll fucking uh uh. I'll whip him like a dog. 
All right, I ain't worried about this guy at all. But I reported it to Facebook, or not Facebook, for, to TikTok for violence and bullying. That he is going to hunt conservatives down. I was hit back with an email an hour later saying there is nothing wrong with this video. Now, when I did a live, I was reading someone's tweets. The person that tried to cancel Dave Chappelle, the person at Netflix who wants all this Dave Chappelle shit to happen, who in her tweets, and I'll be respectful because she's transitioning into a female, said horrible things about Asian people, said horrible things about women in their tweets, and I read that. I was the one that was kicked off. I didn't threaten anyone. I didn't say anything. I read tweets from someone else, and I was banned. I lost a page, my original TikTok page. I lost it because of jokes that I tell. Yet they allow people to come out and threaten other human beings based on their political ideology. When you threaten someone and threaten the life of someone over their political ideology, you have got to be the stupidest fucking person on the earth. Uh, if he's from Cleveland, then he's now a guardian. Uh, what's sad is this is only happening in blue-run states, firing police, firefighters, nurses, doctors, city workers. Everyone that were heroes during the pandemic are now disposable blue-run states. I hope you don't mind me outing you here, Warbird, but Warbird is one of my closest friends. I've known him for over 20 years. And he is a firefighter. And I will say this about the Warbird, if you ever get to meet him and know him, he is one of the kindest, most respectful human beings you will ever meet. Uh, and I, look, I'm not trying to kiss his ass because I have no need to kiss his ass. He and I are friends. He and I are brothers. To do this to a firefighter, first and foremost, to any firefighter. But to a firefighter like the Warbird, I've lost all hope for the state of Nevada. I used to brag to my Texas friends when I lived in Nevada how great Nevada was because they were proud to be Nevadans. You know, everybody gives Texans shit about, oh, what's so great about Texas? Well, everything. That's what's so fucking great about Texas is every motherfucking thing. There's only been one other state that even comes close to saying that, and that's Nevada. And I tell you this right now. If some truth doesn't come out against Steve Sisolak, and I said his name right here because I'm upset. If some truth doesn't come out about that car accident he was in, if that shit gets covered up, then I have, I've lost all respect for Nevada, and I've lost all hope for that state. And I hope that people that live in that state will then move and bankrupt said state. Because what they are doing to firefighters, first responders, police, nurses, doctors, is nothing short of criminal. 
That's right, I said it, criminal. These people that were on the front line, people like Alicia, on the front line, like the Warburg, the front line, they they are the tip of the sword or the tip of the spear, as they would say in the military. When it came to fighting this pandemic when it first started, when the numbers were so bad and everyone's dying, oh, blah, blah, blah. They were out there fighting this when there was zero vaccine. No vaccine whatsoever. Now that we have this quote-unquote vaccine, and it's not really doing, it's not, the press secretary, the United States U.S. president, who's been jabbed twice and got a booster, somehow got this. So it's not really, it's not 100%. We all kind of knew that going in, that it was a 96% chance. So if it's 96%, why are we forcing people to get it? And it makes me sick to think that some people in this world, like the Warbird, who's pretty much dedicated his life to helping other people. Something I couldn't do, you know why? Because I'm too fucking selfish. I am. I'm far too selfish. All the firefighters out there, all the nurses, all the doctors, all those great people out there, teachers... You've dedicated your life to making other people's lives better. My hats are off to you. I wouldn't want to be in Reno because I've seen the numbers of the unvaccinated first responders or the police and firefighters. I would not even feel safe going to Reno now. I wouldn't, because if I need, if there's a fire that happens or I'm getting held up and robbed by some homeless person, once they start firing these people for not having the vaccine, you can't just replace them right away. You got to train them. You got to get them ready to go. You got to get them, and now it's nothing but rookie firefighters and rookie cops out there. I I don't know. I I, I don't feel safe. And if I had a chance to vacation in Reno, I wouldn't go there. And as far as the mayor goes, I used to think Hillary Sheevy, the mayor of Reno, was hot. She's nothing more than a closet lesbian who needs to just fucking come out. This is the same mayor who who hung the rainbow flag when it was announced that Nevada was going to allow gay marriage. Okay, I have no problem with that. She hung the rainbow flag higher than the American flag. Huge problem with that. Do you realize that the state of Texas, is, as a republic, was allowed to fly their flag higher than the United States flag and chose not to out of respect? That's how much respect these people have for America. And Hillary Sheevy, to me, is just gutter trash. That's exactly what she is, gutter trash. 
did I, I met her once. She was nice, whatever. But I tell you what, her policies, she claims to be an independent. Yeah, uh, that means that yeah, her being an independent is like me saying I'm watching what I'm eating. Yeah, I'm watching it go in. I know exactly everything that I'm eating. Her being an independent is like, yeah, I'm independent of the Republican Party. Don't fall for that bullshit. So there you go. We've already seen a death in New York due to 26 firehouses being closed. 32 firefighters, over 100 police, over 75 city workers just in the city of Reno. Unjabbed on the chopping block if they don't comply. I saw a great political cartoon this weekend. It was a, a person who had a briefcase, and they were about to cross over a bridge, but the bridge was the COVID-19 vaccine, and the other side of the cliff was jobs and opportunity. That's not complying. That's forcing. They're forcing them. If you don't get the jab, then guess what? You don't get to be a firefighter anymore. Warbird, uh, I, I don't know. Are you allowed to retire yet? Can you, can you claim your, your pension yet? Kind of like what they're doing in Chicago. Chicago police are doing it. By the way, oh, 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 here's one. Well, maybe maybe Nevada can get this. Iowa passes a bill allowing unemployment for workers fired over vaccine mandates. Must be nice to live in Iowa to have all that extra money lying around for these people. Iowa state lawmakers Thursday passed a bill that would allow state residents to qualify for unemployment benefits if they lose their job for not complying. People who claim medical and religious exemptions from the vaccines are, and are fired as a result will be protected under Iowa state law. Is Iowa a red or a blue state? If Iowa's a red state, then you're going to see more red states doing this. The blue states will not even go near this. Uh, we now have rainbow flags painted on our river paths, our crosswalks under the arch, and painted rainbow for Pride Month. This isn't trying to indoctrinate a city. By the way, Elon Musk recently came out. This is why I like Elon Musk so much. Remember last week he said, oh, we're having a big problem with the, uh, the Jets because... Yeah, well, we're going to fix that problem. He's come out and he's warned the city of Austin, which I find this fucking hysterical. This is how you can tell he's fucking, what was he? He's sick, right? He's got autism or something like that. He's on the spectrum. He warned the city of Austin not to turn into San Francisco. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Elon, have you been there yet? They, they did that a long, long time ago. By the way, the city now turning into San Francisco the most is Reno, Nevada. Look, I, I don't care about being gay. If you want to be gay, if you're gay, 
because we can't get science to to agree on this. If you're born gay or if you choose it, I don't give a fuck anymore, okay? If you are gay, if you're part of the alphabet society, more power to you. Do you have to have your flags and your stamp everywhere to say you have to approve us? I should come up with a right-handed person flag. We'll put that up everywhere. Uh, I am two years short of service and three years short of 50. I can't tell you. Thanks for rubbing that in, you young prick. Uh, I can't touch my retirement until I'm 50. I can retire, but I am the voice for all of our 1 to 15-year firefighters that aren't in my position. God bless you for it. Keep fighting a good fight. Warbird, I hope you know if there's anything at all that I can contribute or I can do to help, I am just a phone call away. Uh, Go says, uh, Reno sucks. I used to love it. Here now I want to do is burn out on those rainbow flag paintings, which, by the way, would be a hate crime. Just to let you know. So don't do it. I live uh, above the front door of Five Star in Reno, gay bar. I knew it, Triple T. And the zombie crawl crowd waiting to get in was around the block. I guess COVID won't get you if you're standing in a line to party. No, it sure the fuck won't, will it? Isn't that interesting? By the way, they, they, they caught the guy, I think it was in L.A., he was an actor on the show, I, I want to say Parks and Recs, who defaced the George Floyd memorial up there. They've got him in jail now, or at least they arrested him. Anybody get arrested for defacing uh, Washington or Lincoln in the last year? I don't think so. I think that happened during the Trump camp regime. Well, you deep... You fucking throw spray paint, you throw paint on the George Floyd statue, you're going to jail, motherfucker. (laughs) Because you have ruined a statue of a man that was a known felon, a convicted felon. Unbelievable. Our our country is unbelievable right now. I I mean, I I wish I could make this shit up. And you want to talk about, this is my favorite thing. My favorite thing to talk about now is the... uh, the way these people who have been uh, oppressed for oh so long, they, they're the ones doing the oppressing now. Because they, this goes back to an old thing that I used to talk about on the show. Whenever a group becomes powerful enough and they become accepted in, in society, the first thing they do is oppress. It's the first thing they do is oppress. They didn't learn anything from being oppressed, so instead now they're going to they're gonna will their power. Oh, it's fantastic. By the way, that happened this weekend in Arizona. This has got to be one of the saddest things I've ever seen in my entire life. And I don't get emotional over this kind of shit. Uh, George Floyd was a terrible human being, 
and the world is better without him, and there are propaganda tributes of him. It's appalling. Is it a hate crime if I puke on one of these statues? Yes, Douglas, it will be. <laughs> I'm pretty sure shitting on it is frowned upon. Well, unless it's in San Francisco, then it's okay. Triple T, didn't they close that bar? Christine and I heard they went under. If not, she may want to go hang out there again, depending on if they're communist about masks. Well, I'll let Triple T answer. It sounds like they were open. The zombie crawl. Uh, Triple T, I worked the zombie crawl. We had 10 calls after 10 p.m. Engine 1 had 19 calls after 10 p.m. I'm sure our elected officials were cozy in their beds sleeping. Yes. Over the weekend, protesters were outside of a wedding. A wedding. And this wasn't like, you know, two dogs getting married. This wasn't two, insert whatever binary fucking shit they were are getting married. This was just a woman and a man getting married. And someone there in the wedding party knew Senator Christian Cinema, a Democrat from Arizona, who is against the the current bill that they want to put out there, the three and a half trillion dollar, you know, build back better plan. She's a Democrat and against this Democratic bill. She was actually officiating the wedding for her friend. Protesters showed up chanting and carrying signs that read, uh, that read phrases including, Cinema betrays Democrats and we voted you in. Shouldn't you vote for us? They were making a lot of noise. They were, they were disturbing the wedding. So bad that the mother of the bride came out and said, I understand you're upset. Can you please quiet down so we can have a wedding? And these people didn't give a shit. The mother who was in tears begging these protesters. One of the protesters got in the mother's face and said, well, kick her out. The bride said, thanks for ruining my wedding. I really appreciate it. It's just my wedding. I really wish I could enjoy my wedding without you ruining it. The protester says, oh, I know you do. Mom came out crying. It's my daughter's wedding. Just for an hour, just let her get married, please. This person is not my daughter. She can be heard telling demonstrators. Yet people continue to yell. So let me just say this right now. Do you want to wake us up? Do, do you want to wake us up? Do you want to see the video of the guy who punched a lady telling him to take a chill pill? Her man stood there and did nothing. Yeah, I saw the video. It's disgusting. It happened on a, uh, 
a subway in New York. I'm telling you, do you want us to wake up? Because that alarm is getting close to going off. Do you really want to wake us up? Bill Maher has already told you. The guy who used to be your fucking, your higher power, Bill Maher, who now you can't stand anymore because he uses logic and reason to, to, to argue. Who said it best when, if you want to go to civil war with people on the right, you will lose. And you will lose badly. They have guns, they have more guns, and they know how to use them. I don't know if this is the government trying to push us this way into like this crazy civil war or this crazy world so they can gain more power somehow. Who do you think the first ones are going to be that the crazy right-wingers take out? I don't agree with what happened on January 6th at all. Not one bit at all. Keep pushing, though. And January 6th is going to look like a birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese. Where the parents don't get into fights. Do you want this side woken up yet? Because you don't. You're outside protesting at a wedding. I'm telling you right now, we would have kicked the doors in. If you really, if you really want to set us off, keep fucking up. Keep pushing. You've clearly never been to a birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese. I'm talking about the ones that go off without a hitch. They know how to use guns much better than Mr. Baldwin. So there will be sure be absolutely ripping and shitty pizza at the first fight in the Civil War. I'm in. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. It doesn't even. I. I it won't even get to a war stage. Okay. It won't, it won't get that far. Because here's, here's the truth of the matter. These people who are in large groups outside of a wedding, they're tough. Why? Because they're in a large group. But if a large group of us show up at their wedding to protest whatever they're doing, they can't handle that. They call the police. Well, we aren't going to give you the chance. Those doors are open and we're inside. And guess what? I'm rubbing my balls on all the fucking food plates there. So there you go. You want to talk about ruining weddings? You want to talk about ruining shit? Oh, fuck. If you, if you wake the wrong people, and I know a lot of the wrong people, you wake them up, oh, Kyle Rittenhouse is going to be like a fucking nursery rhyme to you. But hey, keep it up. Keep it up, crybabies. Because we'll be there to answer. We will be. 
And that first answer is going to happen here in just a little bit. The city of Austin, which was one of the first cities in the country, you know, Elon Musk said, don't turn into San Francisco too late because they've already defunded the police there. Austin recorded its 75th homicide of 2021. The previous record was 59. By the way, we have still two full months left of this year. And by the way, this will be voted on. The defunding of police. And they're going to refund the police. And guess what's going to happen? Skulls will be fucking cracked. You want this one? You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. No, no. And, and here's the reason why. I got chunks of guys like you in my stool. When it comes to protesters and stuff like that, that's true. And we will make the... Elmo says, go fuck yourself. We will make those. (laughs) We will. And all you're going to be left saying is... Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. And when my balls are all over your entree at a wedding... That just happened. Just telling you. At least says we have neighbors that we've become friends with. The husband is closer minded to what my husband and I closer minded to what my husband and I are, and his wife is super left wing and they have a daughter together. I've been getting more and more annoyed with the wife's little bullshit woke jabs. I'm at the point now where I'm starting just to say shit back to shut her up. But husband will turn it all down and say, Let's change the subject. I feel like anyone that is more conservative will tend to shut up and keep the peace. And a whole lot of fucking good that's done. I told my husband I'm over it now and I'm just going to say shit if she thinks she can get away with her bullshit. What it's going to lead to, Alicia, and I warn you of this, and I think you already know this, is that this husband's not going to do anything. Because he knows how stupid she is, but he's, he's given his life to her. He, he said that he will, he will vow, his vows he's given to her. Thick and thin, sickness and health, all this bullshit, right? It's come to the point where, Alicia, you're going to have to whoop this girl's ass. I'm just telling you. I don't think that you should, but it's going to come down to that because she's going to keep jabbing you. You're going to stay say stuff. Maybe one time the husband is around, and then she's going to get these fucking bullshit woke muscles. Because that's the new thing right now. You remember before it was beer muscles. Then it was all the keyboard muscles. Now it's woke muscles. Well, I'm here to tell you, beer muscles are stronger than woke muscles. Keyboard muscles are nothing more than woke muscles. When you actually do have muscles and you do have some fighting power, these people will be put in their place and they aren't going to like it. And all I will have to say is, too bad, so sad. Because Stackar's right. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. Personally, I think you're a fucking idiot. That's what I would tell her. Personally, I think you're a fucking idiot. Catfight, catfight. Let me get some popcorn. 
He doesn't want her leaving and taking half. What's sad, too, is if you reverse the way their relationship is, you'd say the wife is being emotionally abused. I told my husband she's emotionally abusive to him, and it's going to be to the point where I'm going to say something to her, and she knows she can't get physical with me because I will be ugly for her. (laughs) Well, and her husband ain't going to say nothing because then your husband will have to whoop his ass. But they will have a vote in, in Austin, and Austin will vote the police back because they don't want these homicides happening. And then, once see, this is the problem. This is that conquistador. Von Miller to the Rams? God damn it! How did we lose on that? Shit. Come on, Cowboys. This is that weird conquistador ride. That's what I know it's called. You know, the one that the, the battleship that swings back and forth on the pendulum. Once it starts to swing, of course it's going to swing too far like it has now. And you're gonna get police cracking skulls. Ain't gonna crack my skull. You know why? Because I fucking follow what police say. If they try to detain me, I will comply. I will question it. I will say all these things. I will question these things, but I will comply. So guess what? I will not die. I just want to know uh, when this garbage will be over. Woke versus unwoke, right versus lake, science versus non-science. This shit has been nonstop for what? The past five fucking years? What happened to people just being people? Not talking politics. Not telling people how to raise their kids. Not fighting flight attendants. Mask versus not mask. Just live, people. The world has to go on. Stephanie, I wish it was that way. I hate talking about this shit. I'm just pretty good at it. And it if I didn't, why would people listen? I agree with you. People fly. Uh, this is my new thing right now. Uh, I went to the mall this weekend during the Texas game. I had to get a battery in one of my watches fixed. And uh, I walked in through the JCPenney. JCPenney has fucking signs all over their door because they're part of Dallas County, and Dallas County still has a mask mandate in place. Why? I don't know. But they do. Now, I had a mask in my pocket. I didn't put it on. I was going to wait for somebody to tell me to put it on. And I wasn't going to fight them. I was just going to do what they told me to do. Now, I walked right through JCPenney to go to the watch place to get my watch fixed. They didn't have any fucking thing up there that said masks needed. Nor did the mall itself. Tons of people were walking around the mall, and the mall was fucking packed. And this is a shitty mall. This is old town east mall. It's shittiest, one of the shittier malls in town. But it's close, and I can get my battery changed. I know where to go, and I trust the people. As I'm walking out, I see that they have, like, you know, gym-type shorts on sale at JCPenney, 50% off, so I pick up a couple pair. I have to go check out and find their new way to check out, which is bullshit. And everybody working had masks on. And I asked the lady, I said, I, I, I was talking about how I don't like the new checkout system. She's like, yeah, neither do I, neither do any of us here. And I was like, okay. I said, and do, I'm sorry I'm not wearing a mask, but I don't believe in them. And she goes, neither do I, I just have to wear it. And I said, well, I appreciate you doing your job. It's like these flight attendants. 
These people that are assaulting flight attendants, what are you doing? You see, that's, that's when the pendulum swings too far because those people are just doing their jobs. I, I'll, I'll go ahead and say the number is at least seven to eight out of ten of these flight attendants probably don't want to be wearing the masks, but they have to because that's what their company makes them do. That, that, that's, that's something you put on your body rather than in your body, so that's something that they're going to have to follow. And, hey, I appreciate it, and, and they're just trying to keep their jobs. You people that, that fight these flight attendants, just stop. They're doing their jobs. But once again, this is the pendulum swinging too far. And it has been the past five years. And that's a, you bring up a perfect example. We used to be able to sit and talk politics with people and talk about things with people. We didn't necessarily agree, but we could sit down and we can talk, and there's still some of us that can. But it all started the night Donald Trump was elected. I I shouldn't say that. The, The country was polarized before that. God forbid anybody tells the truth anymore, and so I'll do it. The country was polarized while Barack Obama was in office. It truly was. And not by him. I'm not talking about by him. I'm talking about the American people. Do we not remember what Janine Garofalo said? And there are a lot of people that said the exact same thing, but I just remember her stating it on television. That said, if you do not agree with President Barack Obama, you're a racist. Because you didn't agree with him politically? So what she's saying... She was the first, and many followed her suit, saying that all Republicans are racist. Well, I would, I, I, when you're told that you're a racist by people, you are going to fight back. Because there are plenty of black Republicans out there who didn't agree with Barack Obama. They were called Uncle Toms. Now, I've never been black. I don't know what it's like to be black in America. I never will know. I'm not going to pretend to know what it's like to be black in America. But I can only imagine that being called an Uncle Tom is not the best feeling in the world. And of course you're going to fight back when you hear that. It's like being called a racist when you're not a racist. Because back when Janine Garofalo did that, that phrase carried some weight. That being called a racist would get you fired from a lot of places if somebody called you that, even though you weren't a racist. So the polarization of America started. And I'm not going to blame Barack Obama for it, not at all. It's the people that were following Barack Obama. Now, he had his eight years in office, and I didn't agree with a lot of the things he did, so I guess I'm a racist giving $90 billion to Iran so they wouldn't start a nuclear program. So we're paying them off not to, to blow up Israel. I, 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 I'm sorry, sir, I, I can't agree with that. I, I would say let's use some force and just fucking blow up their whole area where they're doing all this testing and put them 70 years behind. That's just me, though.
But then that night happened where Donald Trump won, beat Hillary. And lo and behold, that's when all the craziness happened. I'd like to point out, it was all on one side. All this craziness happened, and it was all one side. Now, look, I'm not telling you to like Donald Trump. Look, there were plenty of things that Donald Trump did that I didn't agree with. Still to this day, I don't agree with some of the things he did. Why? Because he's an asshole. I can say it. But some of the things he did for America did improve America. We were no longer dependent on foreign oil. I kind of dug that. That's just me. Scott texted, Arnie, if I am considered a racist for not agreeing with Obama and his bullshit, then so be it. I'll wear it on my sleeve, and I don't care. Well, I, look, look, look. I understand that, and that's, that's where I am. I don't care. But what I'm telling you is that's wrong. To be called a racist for disagreeing with some of the policies that Barack Obama had. Now, if you didn't vote for him for the simple reason that he's black, then there's something wrong with you. problem is this was all started on one side and nobody wants to admit that and it wasn't Donald Trump's side the past five years can be blamed on the whack job liberals well conservatives have been fucking up the system for so long okay So the way to change that, then, is to become pretty much anarchists? No. You started to change the system. You you don't think that voting a black man in office of president of the United States of America is changing the system? Are you kidding me? That was one of the biggest changes to the system out there. I didn't like Barack Obama, but you know what? I, I loved America even more because we saw past the color of a man's skin and we put him in office. That's what makes America great. But then they went too far because... Absolute power corrupts absolutely. And that's what's happening right now. I'm honestly surprised that there has been such a, um, I don't know, I want to say a pushback on this $3.5 trillion deal. Honestly, I'm, I'm surprised that it just wasn't pushed through. Because this current administration, you want to know why people are upset at this current administration? It's not because their guy didn't win last year. It's not because they think they got cheated. It's because this administration has gone above and beyond doing things that are unconstitutional. The United States Supreme Court, the highest court in all the land, ruled 
that this moratorium on on rent should be stopped. And the federal government said, well, that's your opinion. Fuck you. We're going to keep it going for another six months. That's absolute power. By the way, I can't wait until the fallout of all that happens. And once again, you'll get your pundits on television like Geraldo Rivera. By the way, who who said, if you weren't here earlier, said that the father of the girl that was raped in high school is a terrorist. You're going to get these pundits who say, Learning about inclusion is just as important as math, if not more. Okay, so if you have $7 and you want to buy something that costs $6, here's the question. How does that make Johnny feel for being confused about his body? Huh? I know it doesn't make any sense because we don't make sense anymore. We don't. We change pronouns. We do all this shit. It's all a confusing world that we live in. I sit back, and like I said earlier in the show, when I talk to my higher power, Arn Anderson, as a joke, I thank him for the blessings that I have, for the people that he's put in my life. Yes, and I'm misogynistic about my higher power. Sorry, not sorry. Um. I thank God for all of the ass family, right, left, middle, indifferent. I don't care. I thank God for them because we have amazing conversations on this show. Thank God for blessing me with the ability to do a show like this. I don't know how much longer I can take America, though. I, it, it, it's All it is is silly. And I don't know how, mu- how much worse it can get. Is all of America, and, and look, I don't mean to p- pick on Detroit, but Detroit is a shithole. <laughs> when, when do we finally stop letting that happen? Because in the third slash fourth biggest city in this country, according to ratings done by Radio and Records magazine, San Francisco. San Francisco is becoming a pit. Detroit is a top 10 city. Two cities in the top 10 are fucking pits. And what caused it? Not a fan of his policies. Uh, if I voted based on skin to color, I wouldn't have voted for Larry Elders. Well, there you go, right there. But remember, Larry Elders, according to the left, was the black face of white supremacy. He was nothing more than Clayton Bigsby, a bit done by the Chappelle show. I, I Look, man, I wish I could make up these stories. I really do. I do, but I can't. If I did, I'd be in Hollywood making trillions of dollars because their movies currently suck. Uh, 
All right, I'm going to do this story, and then I'm going to take a break, and we're going to finish off with a talk about a California high school football game. It's crazy. Um, actually, I got two sports stories to end the show with. Start with the other one, and then we'll do this. Um, that one about the, the high school football. Um, congratulations to all of my listeners in Sacramento. Because uh, after a new study came out, it has been revealed. The study which examined household incomes and comparing them with the median new home construction prices found that Sacramento, California is the most unaffordable housing market in America. Woo! Yes! Yes! Yes. Oh, I'll end it. Uh, Douglas, I'll end it. I'll do those next two stories, uh, these sports stories, and then I'll end it with Celebrity Ass Deathmatch. Uh, the, the the end of uh, last Friday's, which we didn't get to because of computer failure on my part. The median new construction home price in Sacramento is $650,000. Which means residents need an income of about $128,000 to avoid the down payment of $39,000. The median household income in Sacramento is $76,706. Where's main man Roy when you need him? You know what he's doing? He's buying property in South Padre Island in Texas. That's where Roy is. Uh, There's a shortage of homes in the area, and the market has become less competitive in the last 45 days. Instead of seeing 10 uh, offers per listing, you're seeing more like five. So there you go. Good job, California. Bravo. <laughs> Stephanie says, where's Dave Cobit? Dave Co's dealing with a lot of stuff. I, I've, I've chatted with him here and there, and uh, actually I was going to call him tonight. We're looking out houses. Uh, we're looking at houses in Sacramento, and it's depressing as fuck. Sorry, Jenny Lynn. I apologize. But, yeah, way to go, California. Way to go, Sacramento. Good job. Way to be the top at something, though. Usually Sacramento's near the bottom when it comes to things. Oh, fuck. Is that the movie that comes out this week? I just got a Fandango update. Ghostbusters comes out this I don't want to see that. I really, I, I don't. Christopher, I know that you'll be going to see that, my man. Uh, all right. Uh, we'll play these songs, and then we'll get to uh, these last stories.
Go see Morris Day in the Time again. I love Morris Day in the Time. Fuck, they're awesome. Tour dates. Let's see. Concert tour schedule. Live Nation. Oh, this should be good. Uh, Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Vejas Casino Resort and Ballroom. Alpine. Okay, so that's all they got for the rest of this year. Okay. Uh, oh, real quick. I want to share this with you guys. And gross you out a little bit, but this is for all the fellas out there. Hey, hey, I've been trying new underwears lately because my old underwears are, 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 you know, they're old. Had to get some new ones. And I just got some of the Armachillos, and I'm not getting paid by Duluth Trading Company yet, but if they want to send some money my way, they can, in the form of the Armachillo Boxer. I, I don't feel like I'm wearing underwear right now. I feel like I, I'm free. Lord Almighty, these are fantastic. The Armachillo Boxers. Howdy. 
That's all I got to say about that. Uh, Brad Kidd says Texas is closed. All right. Yeah, we are. Um, housing prices here are through the roof. UK, if you can't afford California, you definitely can't afford Texas. Don't 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 believe the the bullshit lies that are out there that Texas is cheaper than California. Oh no, it's it's at least a hundred times more expensive here. Um, this first story here in our last segment is about something we've talked about ad nauseum, if you will, the battle of genders in sports. Because something happened this weekend for the first time, and boy, did people not like it. Oh, man. And what that is was the first ever intergender MMA fight. MMA fans were left disgusted after a female fighter was battered by her male opponent during an intergender fight in Poland. One viewer described the scene as horrific as the ref was forced to stop the bout. Now, we have the video. Is this warning? The following images and content are disturbing or offensive for some workers or some viewers. Oh, here we go. Wait a second. Hold on. Hold on. They're letting this dude fight with glasses on? Here you go. I'll share it with y'all. There you go. Uh, Continue watching. Oh, no, no, he just painted his eyes. She's grabbing hair because she's a woman. She's trying to fight. He's just on top of her. Well, no, those are those glasses. Now he's got her pinned, and he is just fucking punching the shit out of her face. Good Lord. He beat her ass. Uh, okay, uh, her name is Ula Psychics, and she's an arm wrestler and a fitness instructor who shows her biceps off online. Uh, they were not enough to defend her against Peoric Mooboy, who describes himself as 185 centimeters of pure sex. Lovely. Video emerged online and showed him held a hotel in a posh city of Czechoslovakia. So, once again, we, we, we don't need this, you see. You, you. Stick to your own genders when it comes to sports. Was the guy wearing one of those special white tank tops that they wear in trailer parks? No, no, this guy was Polish. Even the Polish fucking didn't like this. I mean, he just gets on top of her and starts pounding her in the face, and the referee says, no, I can't see this. This is absurd, people are saying. I mean, look, look, look. Stop. Stop. Anyone that refers to themselves as pure sex beats women. This guy sure as fuck did. Damn, damn, damn. I believe the fight has been shined between Jake Paul and Tyson Fury's brother. Tyson Fury, I hope Tyson Fury's brother butt fucks him in the ring. That's what I hope. I would like to see a sodomized rape happen in the middle of a boxing ring 
to Jake Paul. Alicia says, well, shit, who could have predicted this? I know, right? That dude's in a bad situation if he wins. He's a douche for beating a woman. If he loses, he lost to a girl. Don't take the fight. You're in a lose-lose situation. Yeah, well, hey, but see, this is this is the problem. See, this is the problem. The problem is, is that this gal wanted to take this guy on. Hey, it's a payday for the guy. I, I'm with you. I wouldn't have taken the fight. I just wouldn't have. But this is what happens when these gals try to transition into men to take on men's sports. See, nobody ever talks about, or, or, or nobody ever talks about when the women transition into men to take on the men. Nobody ever says anything like that because we all know what the result would be. The girl who's turning into a boy wouldn't be able to compete. What everybody's frowning upon are all these boys that want to turn into girls and compete in girls' sports. Hey, I'm here to tell you, I might not like girls' sports. I don't watch the WNBA. I don't watch the LPGA. But I will say this. Women's sports are important. They're as equally important to girls as sports are to boys. It teaches them the same shit. And it is needed. Now we're mucking up the whole works by allowing boys to compete in girls' sports. Well, Arnie, you're, you're, you're showing how stupid you are. They're no longer boys. They're boys when they're in high school, and they haven't gotten their wiener and balls chopped off, and they haven't gone through all of the hormonal changes. And even if they were to have done that, they've been boys for the first 16 to 17 years of their lives. Enough! Accept the fact that we are different. This is, this is going to go in my big fucking, when, when I do my fucking TED Talk. Don't lie and say you don't see colors. Because we all see colors. You don't see stereotypes. Embrace that we are different. Men and women are built differently. The end. And I'm not saying that one is better than the other. At things, some are better than the other. When it comes to physical strength, men are stronger than women. When it comes to the most important thing on earth, and that is keeping the population going, Women are far more important because they're the ones who can actually birth out a child. All you need is a cup of jizz when it comes to the man's part on that. You need an actual woman to impregnate. Fuck. Christ almighty. This bullshit that we're all the same, that everybody, we're not all equal. We are not. When it comes to physical things, we are not all equal. When it comes to mental things, we are not all equal. There are people out there that are smarter than us. And we're smarter than people. Does that make you better? No, it just makes you smarter than they are. 
maybe I bet you they could cook a lot better than you can. So what? Enjoy the fact that we're different. You're unique. Ugh, I hate our world. I hate our world so fucking much. Now, this last story here, this one's going to be a tough one on me. A California high school, Inglewood High School, is, uh, is being a little shit on today and over the weekend. After they beat, this is Inglewood High School, they beat Inglewood Morningside, I guess one of their rivals. They beat them 106 to nothing. <laughs> I mean, damn. California high school team drew criticism after they dropped 116 points on their opponent while their quarterback threw for 13 touchdowns. Thirteen, wait, wait, 13, six times 13. Okay, so it was, he threw for 78 points. Now, I don't know if they took him out after that point. Wait, hold on. Before I get that, let me read. Again, this is, I think, part of the problem when men don't appreciate women for being women and anything referenced as being like a girl equals shit. So you get people and now droves of people that are raging over it. I think we need to now appreciate the difference and not talk shit on them. But I think too much damage has been done, and we think uh, we need to wait for the peak of that pendulum to swing back down. I get what you're saying. When you say you throw like a girl, that's a put-down to a man. And I can imagine women, but most women don't throw that good. Look, look, you, the, the phrase is you throw like a girl. Like a girl. Not like every girl. You throw like a girl. Been plenty of gals out there that can fucking throw like a man. Yes. But when you throw bad, you throw like a girl. It's a put-down. And it's a put-down for another reason. Because boys don't like to be called girls. Because boys are supposed to be rough and tough. That's from birth. They're supposed to be rough and tough. Girls are the dainty ones that are supposed to be protected. When you're called, oh, you're like a girl, that means you don't have the protection instincts. That's a boy being a dick. Arnie throws like, shit, not this week I didn't. I beat that girl's ass. So, the quarterback who's already committed to UCLA set the state record for most touchdown passes in a game. People are saying, oh, it's a classless move. The national record is 15 touchdown passes set by Arthur Smith of Nebraska in 1921. You know, back when this country was strong. Uh, Collins added that the officials asked asked Englewood if they would run the clock, and they refused. He said he was also surprised that Martin played as much as he did after recently announcing his commitment to UCLA. Englewood was one of the best teams in the state, finishing 8-0 during the regular season with the Southern uh, Section 2 playoffs next week. So here's my question. I I just have this story. This is one part, though, that I will say is fucked up. 
when they scored the touchdown to go up 104 to nothing, they decided to go for two. <laughs> that to me is just, that's being the uber dick that you are right there. And I got to laugh at being an uber dick. When you're up 104 to nothing and you go for two. Now, if, if they, if they brought their backups in, after this quarterback thrown for 78 points, if they brought their backups in, what are the backups supposed to do? Are the backups supposed to just lay down? This is the backups' time to get to play. And if the backups are good and they're going to play and they're better than the starters on the other team, then that means the other team needs to work harder. I don't know. I don't have the box score in front of me to see how long the starters were in. Is it running up the score? Play some defense. Don't go for two. That's a dick move. That 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 total dick move there. But why not practice a two-point conversion? Yeah, can, yeah, maybe their kicker was hurt. Maybe. Maybe the kicker was, like, was tired. Throw like a man like Fauci. Oh, and oh my God, I fucking hated being thought of, of being like a dainty flower for this thing. I understand that, Alicia, and I get it because I'm a grown-up now, but we're talking about little kids. Okay, we're, we're talking about when little kids say you throw like a girl. I'm, I'm thinking back on the sandlot. That's what I'm talking about. When I say, look, Anthony Fauci throws like a fucking, he throws like a, a three-year-old girl. Anthony Fauci is not a man. First of all, a man was to be able to throw a baseball. Secondly, a man would never allow dogs to get their faces fucking eaten off by sand flies. That's a whole different thing. Anthony Fauci is a fucking monster. By the way, that's not the time to practice a two-point conversion because you know they're not going to stop you. They didn't stop you all night. Can't practice. Look, look, I'm just here to say. If the backups came in that game, I have zero problem with this. If they kept this starting quarterback in for the entire game, then then, then we can sit down and go, look, I understand you're trying to pad this guy's stats and everything. Come on. There is sportsmanship involved. But if, if, if I'll say it right now. If the backups came in and, and did their part, I have zero problem with this. All you people that want to talk, and I'm not talking about you guys. This is out for the world in your office cubicle because somebody's hearing me thinking, oh, this is so fucking terrible. Oh, my God, I can't believe that. You people are the same one that thinks it's, it's so heartwarming when you allow the, the fucking special needs kid to score a touchdown, and nobody touches him. You put him in the pads that night, you put him on the field, and you get out of his way and let him score. Oh, what a moment for that kid. Fuck you. I did not, my father never let me win at games until I could beat him myself. One of the greatest, most valuable lessons I ever have. And just because a kid has special needs 
doesn't mean they don't know what's happening. That kid knows exactly what's happening. My favorite story of all time, it was after a, a weekend where I saw two stories, and, and, and I was doing this show at the time. This was my first year doing this show. There are two stories that weekend about how special needs kids got to score touchdowns. And you're going to see this a lot in the next week or so because a lot of, a lot of uh, high school football's ramping down. So get ready to get your, your feelings touched. Where they just hand the ball to the kid. Hopefully there's not too much drool on his hands. He takes it, and he just stands there for a second, and you, you see one of the players go, come on, run, run, run. Kid runs it in. See, the reason why that kid's sitting there is he's expecting to get hit because he wants to be playing in a game. But what you've done is you've dumbed it down for him, and you feel sorry for him. The greatest story I ever saw came that same weekend after two of these stories. About a young man who was struck with Down syndrome, who, who was very, very special needs, if you will, who that weekend, in a group, he didn't do it by himself, there was a group, but there was nobody to help. He w- it was him doing this. He scaled the highest peak in America by himself. Now, the mountain never looked at him and said, hey, your special needs, hey, here's some stairs. Go ahead and go on up there. No, this kid had to accomplish all that shit on his own. And he did. That's inspirational. This this kid scoring a touchdown or, or the one kid who shot all the three-pointers. You remember that video? The autistic kid that was like the team manager they put into a game. And they let him shoot a three. And he missed. So the other team got the rebound, gave him the ball back, and he shot again and missed. Rebound, got back to the kid, he shoots, he misses. Then they allow him to move up without dribbling. They didn't call a travel on that. I would have. He shoots and he misses. How's that help the kid? Because a kid in his heart of hearts knows he didn't accomplish anything. And that to me, that to me is the biggest crime you can perpetrate on a kid with special needs by doing that. Is making them feel like there's something wrong with them. And that's what they have all done. All right. Uh, here we go. Let's uh, Let us finish up the final, finals, if you will. From Friday of Celebrity Ass Deathmatch. Why? Oh, wait, I've turned on the wrong thing. Now, the Celebrity Ass Deathmatch final of Ookie Word. There we go. All right. Figured it all out now. We got to it. The final four is set between Moist, Flim, Discharge, and Gash. Who will be the face? We find out now. Let's get it on. All right, ass family. Our first matchup. 
two words that are hated. I know that Hot Stephanie hated me on Friday when I kept talking about <laughs> phlegm. Uh, but moist. Women hate that word usually more than anything. The word moist. Mmm, like moist cupcakes. Or your panties are very moist today. Taking on <laughs> phlegm. You know, that, that, that stuff that gets stuck in the back of your throat when you're blowing your nose or you're, you're sniffing up hard. So, ask family, which one is the ookier of the two words? Will it be moist or will it be phlegm? Alicia says, my panties are moist from my crotch phlegm. Hot but gross. We have a winner, ladies and gentlemen. The winner is Phlegm. Phlegm moves on to the finals. Where it will take on the winner of this match here. Will it be discharge? Mmm. Like that oozy discharge that came out of my leg. Or will it be gash? Like, oh my God, my gas is discharging this weird ooze. Discharge versus gash, ass family. Who you got? boy. Hey, this one's over. We, uh, just stop it. Stop it right now. It, uh, this is terrible. My God. Discharge won by a mile. So now the finals are set. Ask family, I have to ask you. Between the word phlegm with a G and discharge, which one is worse? Discharge or phlegm? Ask family, who ya got? Ring, 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 banana phone. Ring, 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 banana, banana phone. phone. I've got this feeling so appealing for us to get together and sing, sing. Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding. Banana phone. 
We, we never got a winner. Steph. Munches. It's the best. <laughs> Beats the rest. Cellular, modular, interactive, modular. Ring, 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 ring. Banana phone. Ping pong, ping pong, ping pong, ping. Banana phone. It's no baloney. It ain't a phony. My cellular, modular phone. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. The winner and the face of the ooky words of Mount Rushmore is Discharge. Discharge takes it. There you go. We had to finish that from Friday because my computer froze up due to things, and I am not getting to go to WrestleMania because I had to pay for it. So there you go. But, hey, it's the end of today's show. Thank you guys so much for being here. I really do appreciate it. We will be back tomorrow, same Arnie time, same Arnie channel. By the way, we will be working on the biggest crybabies, Mount Rushmore, for Friday this week. I will be working on that all week long. So uh, please remember that every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. So until tomorrow, y'all have a wonderful Monday and adios, everybody. We really shouldn't be doing this. And we both know why Just being close enough to think like this Enough to make you need to lie This kind of talk will lead us to somewhere We're getting way too close to going there The farther off the better to resist We really shouldn't be doing this Only an isolated incident But the acquaintance left me stunned Traction was the hardest hit I thought I'd ever overcome This kind of situation has to pass This chance encounter has to be the last To take it farther we would be remiss We really shouldn't be doing this
Goodbye. Bye. He's done. That's what's happened. It's over. He's finished. Law enforcement is outside waiting to arrest him.